Welcome to the last ones in, where being late to the party isn't a bad thing. I am your host, Dry Archuleta. Straight ahead of me, we have Robbie. Hello. And to the right of me, we have E. Hello. And this week, we are taking a look at It Follows, released in 2014, directed by David Robert Mitchell. And if you want to watch it before you listen to the episode... It's kind of a difficult one, honestly. You can stream it on Amazon Rental for $3.99, or you can buy it on Vudu. Other than that, it's kind of just physical copies. There's not really a place to stream it. Didn't they have it on Netflix for a while there? They did. It's gone. Oh. Yeah, fuck me, right? Yeah. It's kind of doing the Snowpiercer thing, then, because that one, Snowpiercer was on Netflix for the longest time, and that is kind of one, like, it'll pop up and then it'll go away and then it'll pop up and go away but. yeah it's it's insane so this one is a little bit more difficult to watch at least in the united states uh i don't know if it's on streaming services anywhere else i wish i could check that but i unfortunately cannot but before we get to the movie robbie yes how you doing buddy it's been a busy week but <laughs> things are getting better like um uh just moved to a new place uh god Dry helped me for the last bit to move some stuff in there, and there was just a fuck-all pile in the middle of my living room. There really was. Yeah, like, it's down to, like, three boxes in the living room now, but it's only because nice. I, moved, I moved a couple of the boxes. Um, I almost broke my desk while trying to build it back up, <laughs> but that's because I was being an idiot whenever I was trying to rebuild it. Uh, it I lo- Well, I didn't lose the instructions. I just didn't have instructions to build my TV set again, so I almost bought, like, a whole new TV stand, and, like, it was just... A lot of running around this week. Yeah. Uh, I think I've been averaging like four hours of sleep every day, but nice. weirdly enough, like I'm making it work. So it's just, I, I did a lot and still a little bit more to do, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that when we were moving in, well, or moving you in, I should say, uh, we just left literally all of your stuff in a giant pile in the living room. Yeah. Which is fine. Like I can't really ask, well, I couldn't even ask you guys to move stuff in for me. You guys were just nice enough to volunteer to help me to move stuff into there. And so, like, that's why I just told you guys, just put it anywhere. I will deal with it later. <laughs> Should have put it on the roof. Yeah, you did say put it anywhere. Like, fuck yeah. it. Laundry room. I mean, <laughs> I was going to say, if you can get it on the roof, then that more power to you. <laughs> but besides all that, everything's going good? Yeah, it's going well. Good to hear. How about you, E? What's on with your life? Uh, so with the coronavirus, all my classes are now online for the, theoretically until two weeks after spring break, but all my professors, like, it probably is going to last longer than that, maybe even to the end of the semester. Holy fuck. Uh, What does that that mean for uh, your game design class? We do it on Discord. Fuck. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I watched Cat Soup. That was pretty neat. What? It's, it's a short film. Yeah, Japanese soup made out of cats. At one point, there is it's animated. You watch weird things. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that does make sense though. Like uh, when I went in to go buy a new TV, because I guess a little fun fact about me: whenever I moved from Utah back to Colorado, like uh, we didn't have enough room to fit my TV into any of the cars, and like my mom and just kept on saying like, "No, no, we'll get it in there some way. We'll figure it out." And like I just kind of had this screw it moment, and I just knocked on my neighbor's door and was like, "Hey, you want a TV?" It's like, "Oh, sure." And Gave him the TV I bought from a pawn shop, which he was super happy to have it because I think they had like 
what you said, like this little tiny CRT TV that him and his mom are watching, and I gave him a 42-inch flat screen, so. Yeah, that's a lot better. (laughs) Yeah. I wish people would just knock on my door and give me shit. That'd be great. You have to do the same for them, though. That's usually the caveat. Ooh, I'm out. <laughs> so, like, it's like, knock, knock. Hey, you want this plate of brownies? I, we have given them brownies, actually. Oh, what, well, where are they fucking at? Where's yeah, your where's TV? Where's my fucking TV? <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, just stressful, just because college is stressful. Yeah. I'm very tired, and I am looking to move out soon, too, so that'll be fun. So yeah. exciting. I, I chose a bad time to move out because getting things like toilet paper has been an issue. Oh my god. So I, I work in a grocery store during the day and not nah, he's Batman. So we have been out of toilet paper for the last week. Today we ran out of eggs, milk, bread, flour, sugar. Basically all the basic things that you would be given all the to cake survive. Ingredients. You can't make a cake right now. It's impossible. No, what the hell? Uh, our pasta aisle is fucking gone. We are out of any kind of beef, any kind of chicken. Jesus. Potatoes? Out. Out of bananas as well. No banana bread. Yeah, it's fucked. Like, stop panicking, people. The funny thing is, and I'm kind of iffy to say this, but I don't know what the it, how much the situation has changed, but yeah, I was like, going to your store, like completely out of a whole bunch of th- things. Went to Walmart, and there's like a bunch of... St- our shelves that are just completely empty at one point in time whenever i went there they did have toilet paper but they just like literally stuck or stuck a pallet out in the middle of an aisle with like toilet paper stacked up like seven feet high still in the like the shipping boxes and just said go for it to the people there yeah like we are literally out of any paper supplies except the organic even in a (laughs) world-ending crisis of what people think is a world-ending crisis they still refuse to buy organic that's funny. Well, the funny thing about that, too, is um, I have a friend who has a Costco membership, and uh, there's just like she sent me a picture where there's just a sign on the door that says, like, uh, we are completely out of paper products. Like, we're sorry for the inconvenience on that. Yeah. But last time I went to Target, it was actually fully supplied with toilet paper and paper towels and tissue paper. Well, it goes down the chain, right? So you get the Costco. That's where all the rich people are. So they're all panicking and stealing shit. Right. And then you go to Walmart. That's where all the poor people are. <laughs> And they're panicking and taking everything. Uh-huh. Target's after Walmart. So, yeah. you know, they go second. And then somewhere along this line is actually the dollar store towards the bottom because people have standards, apparently. <laughs> they're not going to the dollar store. But, yeah, like uh, someone that I work with, like they're saying, like, yeah, we can't get any toilet paper. It's stupid. And I was like, oh, like go to Target. Like they're fully supplied. They're fully stocked when I last went there. Oh, I don't want to pay Target prices, though. Like, Target has Why are you complaining then? Yeah. <laughs> That's the part that always gets me when people say shit like that. It's like, Target has price check. I mean, that being said, like, I had to buy a whole bunch of supplies at Target because no one had touched Target yet. And I think I spent like $160, $170 on stuff there. And she all you got price was. Check. All you got was a bundle of bananas and a futon. So for those listening, uh, check your local dollar store if you need supplies. Or Target. Yeah. <laughs> I almost don't want to say check Target because, like, from last I checked, like, they're still good when it comes to their, like, how much stuff that they have. Well, my friend works at Target, and he was saying they're actually starting to run low on their stuff, too. They can still stock stuff, but, like, when it's stocked, it's gone. Future is weird, man. Yeah. I, before we go to watch this movie, who's seen it? I've seen it. You've seen it? Yeah, you showed it to me. I did? Yeah. This is uh, back when you lived in your old place, back in Alamosa. Huh. Well, then, that just leaves E as wow. always.
One of, the, one of these days, I'm going to surprise you and see, have seen a movie you're trying to recommend. You're the last one in. So, it follows. Mm-hmm. What do you, E, think this movie is going to be about? Okay, so there's, like, uh, aliens that come from space. Okay. And uh, they can shift into people's fears. Uh, I think it mainly follows one that shapeshifts shifts into a clown and gets a lot of kids into uh, a suit. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you. That's that's it. Yeah, it falls right. No, no, just it. <laughs> oh, is that the prequel? Okay. Um, <laughs> there's shadow creatures, and uh, when you turn off the light, they appear. So the this woman's in her house and really scared, and she keeps all the lights on constantly with duct tape. That's yeah. lights out. Yeah, yeah, that's lights out. Wait, before we go on, did you think this was it? No, that okay. was funny. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was the gonna, second like, guess was actually that. my guess, though. Okay. Yeah, that that actually is another movie that Dryer does own, and he, another movie Dryer showed me actually. It's a good movie too. Okay, well, I think <laughs> you're going to be pretty shocked by what this movie is, and that's amazing. So before we go ahead, I need to ask you both. I I guess I need to tell you both. I own a limited edition steel box of this movie. Nice. Which means. There isn't a back of the box. Oh. There's no writing. There's nothing on the back of it. There's no back. It's a one-dimensional plane. Yeah, so I need you guys to decide right now. Do you want me to read the internet description of it, of what the back of the box is, or do was... you want to go in completely blind? Okay. Yeah, I feel like it'll probably spoil everything. Um, so when we come back, I will read the description of this movie because I just don't want E to be spoiled on it, guys. I'm sorry. So I'm gonna That's say, honestly fair, though. I was told this is a horror movie. I have the right to nope out on any horror movie we watch, so there is a percentage chance you'll come back and I won't be part. <laughs> I won't be on the <laughs> podcast. I don't uh, think it's that scary. Yeah, I, I will say this. It is a very mild, scary movie. There are two or three sequences of shocking imagery, but honestly, besides that, it is an extremely mellow movie. Other than that, well, that and, like, the jump scares, quote-unquote, that they have in it, are they're not really... They're not even jump scares. Not really. It's just kind of like, oh, something's happening. A guy comes up and he's like, ooh. Almost. (laughs) I'm not kidding. We're going to go and watch this movie, guys. We will be back in a little bit. I hope you stick around and listen. That'd be amazing. See you guys in a little while. See ya. are back and as promised here's the description after carefree teenager jay sleeps with her new boyfriend hugh for the first time she learns that she is the latest recipient of a fatal curse that is passed from victim to victim via sexual intercourse death jay learns will creep inexorably toward her as either a friend or a stranger jay's friends don't believe her seemingly paranoid ravings until they, too, begin to see the phantom assassins and band together to help her flee or defend herself. That was what this movie was about, for the most yeah. part. I would have had a better idea of what this movie was. So, do you think going in with no idea of what the movie was hurt you more? No, I would have immediately hated this if I knew what I was getting into to oh, start really? with. Huh, okay, interesting. Tightly curve the hate towards it. I guess on that note, I'll just give my yeah, feelings let's go with anyways. You right away, e. um, yeah. I did not like this movie. 
Uh, it has two of the things I don't like, which is sex and also horror. But you weren't scared at any point. No, I wasn't scared of it. I just was bored and dumbfounded, usually. <laughs> that's about dumbfounded, it. Dumbfounded, really? Dumbfounded, yes. I, that's, you just couldn't believe what was happening on the screen. No, it was so dumb a lot of times. Really? You know, lot, yeah, I couldn't take this. I couldn't take it seriously at all. This movie is beloved by horror fans. What? Yeah. <laughs> it is almost entirely positive ratings from critics and viewers. Not ironically? Not no. ironically. What? This it, movie is beloved. I love this I'm movie. I'm sorry. I like this movie too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry you guys have such terrible take. No. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's just not my movie. I can't like... It's not. I'm not going like to make it something it's not. a lot of the movies we've shown you lately. It's just like, oh, it's not my cup of tea. Yeah, I mean like... Blue Valentine, um, what was the one where the guy cheats on his wife? Oh, The Last Kiss? The Last Kiss. The last kiss. Like, this is not my cup of tea. Yeah. I mean... I couldn't even take the premise of this one seriously. Like I said, if you told me that premise, I would have immediately been like, no. <laughs> Man. I don't get it. I don't... I don't I, like I, sex. <laughs> I mean, sure, but if you just take out the sex, it's a ghost that gets attached to people. Yeah, okay. Then, like... I think that it's still 100% as effective because I just, it's that doom and gloom of this thing that you can never get rid of. Yeah, I don't know. Just a lot of decisions of it I don't like. We can get to that in the spoiler. Of the entity or of like the story decisions? Yes. I mean, the entity is just what it is. Yeah, but I just, it seemed kind of weird and dumb a lot of times. Man, I I disagree. I didn't like this movie. I'm sorry. All right. How it be? Well, I can't make you like something you don't like. Not not easily, you know. Yeah. So, Robbie, what do you think of this movie? I like it. Uh, this movie is very much a slow burn pace of a movie. Like, it's a lot of them either just kind of sitting around and nothing's happening, or it's a lot of them just sitting around and talking with, like, a couple horror elements, like, thrown into the mix mm-hmm. for it. But the horror elements, they do very well in this movie. And so I do like, uh, as another horror fan, or aficionado you might say i don't know if i would say i'm an aficionado but (laughs) no because that's not the word (laughs) so you wouldn't say that i hope (laughs) yeah (laughs) but i don't know if i would say that but i would say like i'm a i'm a fan like this is it's a very well done movie like it it knows what it is and it plays along with it and it's it's just a good movie in my opinion yeah it's completely solid so before we go any further e would you buy stream or path i mean i feel like it's probably it's obvious, obvious from what i said obvious. i would very much pass on this movie yeah yeah robbie ah considering it's hard to rent rent it i would say like if you're a collector of horror movies i feel like this is definitely something that has to be in your collection so i'd say it's a buy in that sense for a while there like i kind of saw it as like a netflix horror movie because like every single time i went on netflix it was just on my front page <laughs> and so like i just kind of saw this as like oh yeah just you know it's something for people to stream and like this is definitely worth a watch if you're a horror fan but like you said it's something that recently got taken off of netflix yeah. so but if you if you're either looking for this movie or you just happen to pass by it at a movie store i'd say definitely this is worth a buy because it is definitely one of those it's it's a slow burn horror movie but like they do everything right with the horror elements if you ask me and yeah. that's why I, I i love this movie for that reason so I think it's pretty obvious for me. I absolutely love this movie. I think it gets the tension and the dread perfectly because there's this constant sense with just the camera work that there's always something in the background following you and you never really know 
if it is there or not. It just hints at maybe it is or maybe yeah. it isn't. And so you get this constant sense of dread and discomfort through the whole thing of never knowing when you're safe, if you're safe, if you'll ever be safe again. So I think the movie does a great job of just distilling this certain fear that you can't shake throughout the whole thing. And just the tone of the whole thing, the music, the cinematography, all the wide angles of it, the super down-to-earth performances from all of the actors make it feel like this very dream-like thing and this very unreal thing. And I think that lends to just... The absurdity of what it is. It is a sexually transmitted ghost. It is an yeah. STG. <laughs> that's that's exactly what it is. But, like, that's a silly concept. But I think this is one of those things that takes a silly concept. And then, because it takes it so seriously, it elevates that silliness into something that's much bigger than any one of the things. I mean, to be fair, like, a lot of horror movies, you break it down into its base elements. It's pretty... They're all pretty silly. Yeah. But it's how you move forward with whatever the silliness is to make it serious yeah and this movie did it very well like if you go back to classic horror movies uh night of the living dead dawn of the dead stuff like that you could very easily fuck that movie up if you don't go into that with genuine love and genuinely wanting to be serious about the subject matter it gets real silly and real stupid real fast i mean to be fair like as kids we watched a lot of knockoff because we loved the night of living dead movies yeah uh growing up and we watched a lot of knockoff versions of those movies because of that and a lot of them are just terrible cash grab movies they are and it's so easy to do a cash grab horror movie there's Dozens and dozens of them. Oh, yeah. In theaters. You can go to a theater right now and watch a horrible knockoff horror movie. But, like, there's such a huge difference. And you can just tell by the love and passion behind it from the filmmakers and the actors in it if they actually cared. And I feel like this is one of those top-notch horror movies where it felt like the director uh, cared about what was going on with the movie. The actors cared about what was going on with the movie. Like, everybody was putting their heart and soul into something like this. He just totally disagrees so, with us. He is staring at us. I'm just, just like, like so I confused. am dumbfounded. <laughs> but, uh, buy it, stream it, rent it. Buy it, easily. I've actually purchased this movie twice. I got it on DVD when it first came out, and then later a Steelbook limited edition came out, so I bought that. I'm just, I'm just so, so, like, as we were watching it, I thought we were watching it to have, like, a chuckle. I thought this was, like, Christmas Prince, and we were watching it to make fun of it. No, I love this movie. I am going (laughs) to gush about this movie so hard. I'm going to make fun of it so hard while (laughs) you do that. There are elements that are very easy to make fun of, of this movie. Like, I'll give you that. There are, yeah, Yeah, and it was one of those things, like, we were saying it, this is, it's a ridiculous concept, and it doesn't try to act like it's not a ridiculous concept, but the way that it pushes it forward with that sense of dread constant dread like that's what makes it a good horror movie so like i think it's like the actual movie itself is ridiculous but like the concept of it like and how they move forward with it like that's what makes it good yeah for sure so i think everybody (laughs) seeing as we have one of each i think it's if you can stream it or if you just want to rent it it is at the very least worth a watch so definitely give it a watch we're about to go super deep into spoilers here. We are going to go, to keep in terms with this movie, we are going balls deep into spoilers right now. I was going to say no pun intended, but you intended all of those Oh, I intend this pun. How do you go balls deep? Yeah, like... I can't have that sex talk with you right now. (laughs) I literally just cannot have that talk with you. They'll stay on the outside, don't they? (sighs) I just can't. I just can't. (laughs) 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 Okay, so we're going to talk spoilers. So we are going to be 
right back. The movie opens up in silence. Dusk is settling in. We're in the middle of the street and the camera turns right. The frame opens up to a house, and before we get a chance to realize what's happening, a woman runs out of the home. She's wearing heels and a nightgown-type outfit. Once she's on the street, a neighbor sees her and asks, Are you okay? Continues to ask if she needs help. The woman in heels says she is okay, and no, she doesn't need help. We hear a voice from the left, Annie, what are you doing? To which she replies, I'm fine, Dad. All the while, looking remarkably scared. She begins running, and the camera continues to follow her. She circles back around to her house, runs inside, and comes running back out with a purse. She gets into her car, backs out of the driveway, and speeds off. Cuts to a shot inside the back seat of her car. We only see darkness outside of the windshield. And then again, it cuts to her on a beach with her back to the ocean. She's getting a call. It's her father. She tells her dad that she just wants him to know how much she loves both him and her mom. She apologizes, saying she knows she can be such a shit, and she really does just love them both. We get a jump cut to a shocking image of her mangled body on the same beach, but many hours later. So I have to, I just want to ask, so, um, was this, like, start with a random death a thing, as big a thing before Scream, or did Scream kind of popularize it? That's kind of the norm for horror movies. Okay. Is... So, <laughs> yeah, so the norm is that you always want to start with at least one death because that gets the audience excited, it gets all the emotions up, it gets people scared, it gets them into the mood for it, okay. and then you slowly build up to knowing all the actual characters. So you just get that initial kill for most horror movies that have murder as the big thing. Well, also with that initial kill, too, it kind of gives a sense of like, oh, like something's happening, and so like it, it hypes you up, and then it drops way down so that we can start doing the explanation and development of the characters. And, can, and like, with the development of the characters, it's always slow pace. It's always, like, that part of the movie that you don't really want to wa- have to watch in a horror movie, but you kind of need to, so that way you, can, you care about the characters yeah. that are happening. But, like, because it's so slow paced, like, you bring them way, way up, so they're asking questions, and they're getting excited, and then, like, you bring them way down, and then, like, slowly start to build it back up. So they know what to expect whenever it starts to get exciting again. Yeah, for sure. And then I think on repeat viewings, this little five-minute sequence does so much to explain of how this creature works and how f- scared that they can be about it and smart things as well. Cause like, well, it, it kind of gives you a good sense of the creature, but it also leaves a whole lot to like, there's a lot of questions. If you've never seen this movie before, like, okay, what was she staring at? What was going after her? What killed her on that beach? Like, why was she like, how did she know? Like, cause at that point, whenever she's, you know, calling up her parents, it, it's one of those, like a last goodbye I think the characters in the movie are actually really smart for the most part, 95% of the time. One of the things the character does is, it doesn't explain why, but she has her back to the ocean. Yeah, that Which is just because she wants to be able to see the thing coming. You don't realize that early on in the movie, but on rewatching, you're like, oh shit, she, like, she's understanding what's going on here. And then when we rewatch it, we can understand what's going on as yeah. well. And also with her car, like with the headlights pointed towards, it, or towards her too. Yeah. As- kind of a, anything comes towards her, like she's going to be able to see what it is because it's going to be a giant, you know, fuck off shadow coming mm-hmm. towards her. But I mean, even then, no matter what. Yeah, it's... Destiny like comes. We were, yeah, it's like what we were telling you earlier about the whole, like, uh, for $10 million, like you 
can get $10 million, but a snail is going to be chasing <laughs> you for the rest of your days. And there's no way, like, it's always going to know where you're at. It can always get to you and it's indestructible and cannot be killed kind of thing. And this it is very much this same style of concept. Yeah. And it's just her basically at her final moment of like, I can't run anymore. Like, I'm just going to deal with this. And like, this is my last goodbye. Cuts to a low ground aerial shot that pans from the front yard and all the way into the back. In the front of the house, someone is knocking on the door, and in the backyard, we can see a girl in a swimsuit cleaning her above-ground pool, just before she gets in. The music starts building and then cuts to a shot over the pool. We see this woman taking in the scenery. Her presumed sister comes up and greets her by name, saying, Jay, Paul, and Yar are here, and they're going to watch a movie. Jay declines because she's going out that night with a guy. The girl says she likes him, and Jay says me too. Jay's in the pool still, and she notices two kids creeping. Jay says, I see you, and they both do their best impression of the disappearing. Jay goes inside, and everyone is, in fact, watching a movie. Some black and white thing. Jay asks one of the girls on the couch what she's reading. She says, the idiot. Jay asks if it's any good, and the girl says, I don't know yet. It's about Paul, which is the guy sitting on the couch right next to her. I thought she was asking if the movie was any good. No, no, the book. Oh. Yeah. Also, the girl on the couch has a phone um, <laughs> that is a shell phone. It is a cell phone in the shape of a clamshell. Yeah. Which is both a like weird history thing of like clamshell phones, but also it's a clamshell, but also it's a cell phone. But also, it's like a touch phone. It's very layered. So that's a fun thing. I don't know if I would call it a fun fact, but just something that the director wanted to do. He wanted to leave the time when this movie takes place innocuous. He didn't want any one thing to feel like it was from a time period, so he had this weird future clamshell phone. But then also all the characters are watching things on black and white TVs. Yeah, and, that's and then they're using I, landlines still. I'd argue that other than that cell phone, there's nothing that like makes me think that, though, honestly. That it's from an older time period? No, that it's not from an older time period. Like It literally only feels like, oh, uh, this is like 90s. Well, that phone is a pretty big one. That's that's not it, though. Like, what else in the movie? But also, is like, like that? the cars are from all the '60s and '70s. Most of the sh- uh, yeah, but cars are watching cars from the 40s exist and 50s. from anyways, right? But like, just the technology and the things that are around them, and like the games that they're playing and stuff like that. They're like older games, newer games. He wanted to mix all the time periods um, to make it feel like there's no one time period that you can place it in. And that is one thing that I did notice, uh, even the first time that I watched this movie, because, mm-hmm. like, it does feel very much almost like it was done in the 90s, but some of the cars that they have, like you said, are, go are like, cars from the 60s or 70s, or then, like, some of the newer cars are, like, maybe early 2000s cars, mm-hmm. and then even, like, the houses that they live in look like they're built in, like, the 70s or 80s, and then the TVs that they're watching on are, like, built in the 50s or 60s. And then there's just, like, this one super futuristic phone, or shell phone, that one of the characters is using. <laughs> Which, by the way, I, after seeing this movie for the first time, immediately went on the internet to try and find a shell phone. Can't find it. It's not a thing. Probably because it seems kind of not useful. I'd use it. For? What do you mean it's not useful? The new Razer Touch thing came out. It's exactly that thing. And how many people own it? As many are allowed to. It's on back order for three months right now. Oh, what's so. use for it? A normal cell phone, but it folds. Yeah. Was <laughs> I mean, that's pretty like, cool. So, <laughs> one of the most popular flip phones to ever exist was actually the Motorola Razor. That's the and one so, with the keyboard, right? No. no. Oh. Uh, it, it just was a regular T9 phone, but like 
pretty much everybody owned a razor is what it felt like and so like they sold millions of those and so whenever they decided to make a uh, a touchscreen phone that had a foldable screen they decided to make the razor phone because that was the most popular flip phone and apparently now it's selling like hotcakes mm-hmm. it is mm. so fun fact Ooh. in this scene is the first time that you see a glimpse of jay and kelly's parents you never actually see their faces in person, though. Are they both there? I only saw the mother. You only see the mother. Okay. Um, later in the movie, you see pictures of the dad. Yeah. Uh, on walls everywhere, but it's not really mentioned. It's just kind of there, which is a nice touch, I think. But you never actually see the mom's face. Um, yeah. It's always distorted or blurred out or she's looking away. Very much on purpose, so you get kind of that Charlie Brown effect of, like, never having this... Yeah. You never have this, like, adult presence to feel like they're safe. Which I think is actually a pretty cool touch. Which, yeah, they... Yeah, I, guess I guess all of them talk about their parents, put but... Adults as safety. Mm-hmm. Most, most do. Ah. <laughs> I think it kind of goes with, like, that uh, whenever you're a young child, you think of your parents as the strongest people in the world, so they're always, like, a safe haven for you, like, mm-hmm. while you're a small child. Uh, but, yeah, like, it's one of those, like, they all mention their parents, but you never really see any of their parents too much. You only see one parent later in the film. Right. There's one parent you see, and that is a parent that they actively make that parent pull safety away. Right. So I think that's really nice, too. In this scene, Jay puts her wet hair in her sister's face, and her sister Kelly slaps it away, and she almost spills water on her. The girl on the shell phone says she has an idea, and farts. Says the idea got away. And then from here, you see a small scene of Jay getting ready for her date later that night, where this is the first time you see the picture of Jay yeah. in the pool, and then you see the picture of her with her father as well. Did, is that, like, I, I was just kind of, it's weird to me that she just has a picture of her in the pool, but I'm also a person who doesn't really have pictures of myself, so maybe that's it. I don't have pictures of myself either. That's, that's mostly for a movie thing. So early on, you see her in the pool, and that's kind of like where she's relaxing and enjoying herself. Yeah. They use the pool as a sense of safety throughout the movie as well. So that later in the movie, when you see that the pool has decayed and broken down, you see that the safety is gone. Stuff, Which, again, is one of those things that I think is really cool. That on rewatches, I think, makes it just a little bit of a deeper experience. Right. Which I guess I didn't think about that, too. I just always kind of saw that as uh, her go-to place, is what it seemed like. Like her yeah. relaxation place. But yeah, that makes sense of uh, being a place of safety because it's her re- relaxation place. Mm-hmm. Which... We'll get to way later about the uh, relationship with Pools and Jay later as well. Cut to Jay and her date waiting in line to buy tickets to a movie, and she asks the guy she is with if he had ever played the trade game. Says, no, what's that? She says, her sister and her used to play it when they were bored. He asks if she's bored. She says, no, no, shut up. Let me finish. He asks for the rules. She says, one, first you have to watch the crowd. Pick somebody out. You pick a person you want to trade places with. But the catch is you don't tell the other person you're playing with who it is you want to trade places is. Number three, the person you're playing with now gets two guesses to pick who it is and why you'd want to trade places with them. Cuts to them in line for snacks. Actually, can I say two oh, guesses yeah. seems way too low. Yeah, it is pretty low. This is a place with like at least... 30 people in the line and then they get in and there's way more people yeah you're just guessing out of like imagine just walking into the classroom and you just have to guess you get two guesses for whoever stole something 
It's like you're not going to – the odds aren't in your favor, man. No, they're not in your favor. Yeah. But that's why it's a fun game, Ian. That's why it's a dumb game. <laughs> well, you should have more guesses. That's all I'm saying. How many guesses? Um, It would depend how many people are around, honestly. Well, see, now you're just doing a weird thing where you have to change the rules every time. Now you have to add variables in. And you, yeah. No, no, no. Most games you add variables in depending on the number of people. Tag? Yes. Classic game. You tag someone, they're it. There's a lot of random rules in tag. Well, they're bullshit rules, then. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> they're bad rules. They play, they're, they're you're playing, you're playing tag wrong, that's all. I'm playing tag wrong. I guess the idea is just you're supposed to really know the people, but I think even if you really know the person, it's kind of hard to actually guess. I think, actually, it's different. I think it's a tool to get to know people. Ah, and you're like, it's that guy, and it's like, why? Because he's tall, and it's like, yes. Well, no, because then they'll tell you the reasons why it's not that person, or who it actually is, and then the reason why. You get into their head that way, E. And then later... And then you win the game later! Got it! I understand everything. Yeah, that's it, E. That's the... (laughs) understand everything now. So, Dry, if you could trade with anyone in this room... (laughs) You get two guesses, (laughs) so I feel like your odds are pretty good right now. (laughs) Cuts to them in line for snacks... And Jay points to some dude. Hugh says, nope. She asks who he picked. He says, him. We see a family, and she asks the dad. He says, no. The kid, because it'd be cool to have this whole life ahead of him. Kid's happy. Plus, you can go to the bathroom anytime you want. The kid's a bit old for that. Yeah, I agree with that, actually. I think that's a weird line. I like this movie, but that's a weird line, because that kid looks like he's seven or eight. Yeah. You know, the prime age when you're still in diapers and yeah. also can walk everywhere and stand and drink uh-huh. soda. That's Actually, some people put, give their kids soda when they're like four. Yeah, so. that's bad parenting. They just want to get rid of those baby teeth as soon as they can. Yeah, that's what happened to me. I think just like that sense of like he wants to feel like, well, he says it's a sense of freedom being younger, but I think it's just it um, is. almost like having a sense of ignorance to the world and therefore being happier because of it. Yeah. Which I think, again, goes with the whole theme of the movie as well. Mm-hmm. So, Another point to the theme of the movie and being a great artistic work, E. This sure is a work. God damn it. They start playing the game once again in the theater, and he says, What about the girl in the yellow dress? And Jay says she doesn't see her. He tries pointing her out again. She asks if he's teasing her. At this point, he looks frightened, and he asks if they can leave. So they do. Once outside, she asks who was in there that made him want to leave, like an ex or something or someone that she, he didn't want her to meet. He says it was nothing and he just wasn't comfortable in there. So they get in the car and they drive away. Fun fact! The colors of red or pink are used to foreshadow upcoming appearances of the entity as they appear, uh, either in the background or on clothes. So before the entity appears, you always see red or pink in the in the picture. And in this, she's wearing a pink dress, he's wearing a red shirt. What about in the first scene? Yeah. She has a uh, a pink red nightie. heels. And red heels, yeah. Yeah, I think it's red heels because I saw it as kind of an off-white at the beginning of the oh, movie. Yeah, yeah. But she is wearing red heels, and it's like red hooker heels almost that she's running down the street in. Yeah, so if you go back and watch the movie again with that knowledge then uh, you know whenever the entity is about to show up because you see red or pink. I'd have to rewatch the movie, though. Yeah. And that's... Yeah, you'd get to rewatch the movie. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure how long this movie was, but it sure felt like two hours. 
I will say the movie does feel very long, even from somebody who loves it. It's just real slow. So that's that's how it goes. Cuts to Jay and Hugh eating dinner, and the camera slowly pushes in, concentrating more and more on the street outside, and less and less on the date happening inside the diner, once again giving you the feeling that anything could be out there. Cuts to the next day. Jay and her sister Kelly are walking and smoking and drinking soda. And the sister asks how it's going with Hugh. She says mostly good, even though he was acting weird last night. It seemed like something was on his mind. Sister asks if they fucked, and Jay says no. It seemed like he wanted to, but just something wasn't happening. No, I'm going to use this time to say I mix these sisters up a lot. Really? They don't look anything alike. They're very similar structure. <laughs> white girl? <laughs> white girl, light hair. Fair enough, I mean. <laughs> their faces look similar to me. I mean, if they were sisters, their faces probably would look similar. Yeah. But I think the real problem here, E, <laughs> is we're getting deeper and deeper into your face blindness. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I didn't mix up too many other characters. That's fair. There's not a whole lot of characters to mix up, though. Yeah. And there's only, like, three guys in the whole movie, so... Yeah, and they all have different colored hair, so it's like, how am I even going to... I think gonna... you really just see the hair. I see... I don't see the faces. That's basically it. Yeah, so that's face blindness. I need to see everything else. <laughs> that's face blindness. Yeah. In fact, it, at the start of the movie, I was going to ask you if the girl who was killed was the same girl we were about, we were seeing in the pool, and it was like a cut back. But then I was like, no, nah, it's not. That, that would be a good thing. I, I could see a movie doing that and still being good. There's other movies that have shown the end of the movie first. Yeah. And then they trick you by having the ending be different. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> that sounds awful. Counting on the some movie, movies they probably have pulled some weird stunt like that. While the two sisters are walking along, the camera pushes in and we see a guy washing his car. Just half of it. Just half of it. He gives up halfway through. Yeah, like, I think I pointed that out saying, like, oh, like, he got that right fender really clean, but yeah. the rest of the car. <laughs> That's really all you need to be shiny, though, Robbie. It's not very shiny. It's it's very rusty. Well, I mean, I don't have any arguments. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a man who cares for his car much, he seems. He doesn't seem like a man that cares about all that much at all. His hair. It seemed kind of greasy. A that's little the greasy. style at the time. What time? This one. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to later that night, and Jay is with Hugh, sitting by a body of water. They're just kind of relaxing, and then they start making out. Yeah, it's very gross. I mean, it's making out. They're doing nom, 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 smacky noises. Gross. And when they're doing this, Jay says they should go back to the car. Cut to them fucking... In the drive-thru. <laughs> <laughs> fucking in the drive-thru. In the back of Hugh's car. Very realistic fucking, by the way. It's not like romantic fucking. It's kind of ugly fucking. Once again, it kind of goes with the slow pace of the movie with, like, it's... They're not going at it like rabbits or anything like that. You know, that. Yeah. Just like with how the entity works, that does make me wonder, what if you did? Did what? Fucked a car. That's a good question, actually. <laughs> <laughs> they just got done having sex in the car, and Hugh gets out of the car and starts like going through something in the trunk, and Jay is kind of just laying face down on the car. Fondling a flower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he said, she's kind of just like touching this flower, and she's talking about how... She always wanted to be at this age because yeah. she felt like she had a bit bigger because then she'd be at the age to go on dates and it would give her like a higher sense of freedom. 
Yeah. And saying, like, they always dreamed about being here and being able to travel and go wherever they wanted. Actually, are their ages supposed to be ambiguous, or am I supposed to, like, know how old they are? I think you're supposed to assume college. Okay. Yeah. I think at one point in time they do say that Hugh's 21. Yeah. Or at least he tells him that he's 21. Yeah. I feel like I remember that, but I don't remember <laughs> if that happened. <laughs> but yeah, like think late teens, early 20s is okay. like the age demographic of these characters. Legal yeah. drinking age, except for the ones that aren't. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so Hugh lays on top of her and he brings out a rag, puts it to Jay's mouth. And before you know it, she's passed out. Cut to the second, maybe third floor in some abandoned parking garage, and Jay's tied to an office chair. Hugh in the background's walking around, flashing his flashlight wherever he can, and then Jay's awake. I will say this, though. She's not tied to an office chair, though. Isn't she tied to a wheel? Oh, yeah, a wheelchair? Like it a is a wheelchair, you're correct. Yeah. Because yeah. <clears throat> I looked at that, and that's all I could think of. was like, oh, that's a, like one of those hospital wheelchairs, but she just happens to be tied to it. Yeah. Hugh, through all of this, starts apologizing. He says he's not going to hurt her, don't worry. And he also says she won't believe him, but she needs to remember what he's about to tell her. He says this thing will follow her. Someone gave it to him, and he passed it to her in the car. It can look like anyone you know, or a stranger, or anything to help it get close. It can look like anyone, but there's only one of it. Hugh says he thinks it looks like people you love just to hurt you. Jay is trying to wiggle out of her restraints while Hugh says he sees it, and he wheels Jay over to an opening in the wall so she can look out. And that's when we see a naked woman, which at this point in the movie, E laughed out loud seeing a naked woman crossing railroad tracks. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think it was just weird for him to be like, okay, she doesn't have to be completely naked, but she's completely naked. Fun fact, um, all of the entities you see are either nude or in white. The two colors. Yeah, nude or white. (laughs) (laughs) So this brings up, like, it makes me question the intelligence of the entity. It's not intelligent. Right, but it knows to, to, like, hurt people. Yeah, he does say, like, uh, whenever he's telling her the rules about it, one thing he does say to her is he does say, don't go into a room that only has one exit into it because it's not stupid. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, in this scene... I feel like it, unless it has to see someone before it can transform into them, I don't know if it ever really explains that, but I feel like it should have been someone that Jay is familiar with, because that would have broken the trust between those two, what little trust there is. But, like, the trust of what he's telling her. Well, the thing is, it has to be a connect. it's just a connection between one of them, right? Yeah. So it could be somebody that he's had contact with, or somebody that has killed earlier. So it's either somebody they've killed earlier, someone one of them has had contacted with, that's who it can transform into. Well, it's it's targeting Jay at this point, right? But so everybody it's else can still see it. Who she has contacted with, right? No, it's any of them. It's hard to explain. I <laughs> yeah, guess. that's why I'm so confused um, about it. So anybody who has had it before still sees it. Yes, I, I understand. So anything that. that anyone that they've had contact with, it can turn into. Right. So it should be or able to anything... turn into the stuff that Jay knows at that point. Technically, Jay doesn't Technically, know how to. Yes. Yeah, so... It's one of those technically it can be someone that Jay's connected to, but it doesn't have to be. It doesn't necessarily be. have to be. I know it doesn't have to be. I just feel like it would be a better choice for it to turn into someone. It does later. Like, yeah. It does a lot later. Yes. But I think that's once the entity starts getting annoyed. Because hey, then, because yeah. he does say earlier, I think it starts turning into things so it can hurt you. Right. 
So I think right now it's just trying to see if it can get the job done, maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, it's very ambiguous how smart it actually is. Very smart. I mean, it's not you're... dumb, at least. That's I'll part of the... That. Yes. That is part of the horror element of the entity, though, is that you don't know. You don't know what its origins are. You don't know what its uh Well, I do know what, what its, its origins motives are. are. Sex, apparently. How did it start? Yeah, yeah how did Sex. It start? With who and why? <laughs> I'm like, going to guess Queen Elizabeth. I don't know. What? <laughs> that seems like a good starting point. Yeah, like that's uh they say like that's one of the good uh, elements of horror is you can know like the motives of the killer, but it's usually scarier if you don't know what the motives are, and that's kind of the thing with the entity. You don't know why it decides that it has to kill these people that had sex with someone else. It just does. Yeah, it's one it's of those things that distill it's like a, it's abstinence a, only into these people. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe you're not wrong. I would definitely show that if I were an abstinence teacher, I would show this movie. But yeah, like that is a possibility. But that's the thing is, you just don't. There's no way to say for certain what it is, and that's part of the horror of it. Is like you don't know why it's just this force, <clears throat> this unstoppable force coming towards you, and you can't stop it or know why it's coming towards you. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that all great horror does, is it leaves things ambiguous so that you can fill in the blanks yourself. The origins of this creature can be anything for all any of us want. Yeah. I could decide that it's some sort of weird Egyptian thing, and I would be right. You could decide that it was Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> and I'd still be wrong. And, you'd, and you would still be wrong because, <laughs> god damn it, <laughs> you know? But it's just, it's one of those things that you can just fill in the, figure it out yourself if you want. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Hugh says she needs to sleep with someone to pass it along and do not die or else it's going to go after him. Oh, that's pretty good life advice a lot of times anyways. Yeah, just don't die. It's a bad idea to do that. This is when Hugh does go into explanation saying, don't go into a place with only one exit. He says it's slow, but it's not dumb. So here's the other thing with it. It can't run. It can't fly. It's not invisible. You can see it. It's smart, but it only walks. Well, we say it can't fly. Do we know that? We actually well, don't. fun fact, the director has gone on... Um, gone on record? Yeah, the director has gone on record saying that if, let's say, a victim were to fly across the states or fly into another country, there is likelihood that the entity could get on a plane and follow. Uh-huh. So it can so, get on a plane. So I'm hearing... You should just fly somewhere else, but have the plane go, like, straight into, like, an abandoned island where no other planes can go. If and you then you'd really wanted to get away, you should probably get shipwrecked somewhere, yeah. Yeah. A Gilligan's Island situation, for sure. So, cuts to the kids playing old maid on the porch, making small talk and trying to keep themselves occupied, when a car comes up, which, is, of course, is Hugh's car, and he says... Remember, just pass it along to somebody. And he dumps Jay out onto the street and skids off. And obviously the three on the porch are freaked out because this in no situation looks like a good... Especially considering he dumped her out of his car while she was in her underwear, which is what you forgot to mention. Yes. yes she's only in her pink underwear. Mm-hmm. And he, she's still tied up. And he just dumped her on the road and then sped off. Yeah, like a fucking serial killer. Yeah. Who well, like a serial killer part. or a rapist. Serial rapist, yeah. 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 So. They're all freaking out. Mm-hmm. And then. Justifiably freaking yeah. out. Yeah. Yes. Then it cuts to a scene and all the police are there and you see it from the neighbor's perspective. 
Yeah, and he grabs a beer or a soda out of the fridge, and he goes to the window, and he starts, like, asking, like, what's going on? Which I guess another thing about this, which you're saying with the parents uh, never really showing them, I didn't think about that, but thinking back to this scene, the neighbors that you see, like, they're in shadows. You have no distinct features of what they really look like. Yeah, the only adult that you really get a look of are teachers. The only parent that you get a look of is this neighbor's parent, which this neighbor's name is Craig. It's the same kid that we saw from earlier who was washing his right side of his fender. Right. I even <laughs> realized that this was his parent, honestly. Yeah, they're pretty close. They look pretty similar in age. But yeah, it's his mom. And so the mom says that the neighbors are a mess. Those people are a mess, she says. And it cuts to Jay getting questioned by the cop and he asks if it was consensual. And she's crying and she says, yeah, it was consensual. The cop asks if she knows where this guy lives. And she's like, well, yeah, I know where he lives, but I've never been inside. He says that he doesn't want me to see what it looks like on the inside because he's too poor. No, I thought he's was ashamed of where he, he's embarrassed yeah. where he lives. Poor and embarrassed are very different. Feelings. They are very different, um, but they can go together in some cases. Yeah, cuts to Jay in the hospital, and you get a slow looming shot that just kind of pushes into her face while she's laying in her hospital bed. Then, cuts to the cops investigating the site where the consensual STG happened. Well, the STG wasn't consensual. The STG wasn't consensual. That's a good point. The sex sex happened. The STG happened also. The sex was consensual. Yes. The STG was not consensual. Thank you. A cop finds a purse. Cop does, in fact, find a purse. He's like, he picks it up with a thing because he's like, ew, it's covered in goo. (laughs) Maybe it's covered in goo. Who knows? That does seem like it would be a popular hooker hangout. So, cuts back to Jay's house, and her mom is sitting and talking to a friend about, like, what it is that they should be doing, or whether she should be on medication, or whether she needs to talk to somebody, because she's freaking out, and she has no idea what to do with Jay. Cut to Jay in the bathroom, and she seems pretty unhappy, honestly. Um, And then she starts investigating her vagina, just kind of looking at it, and she starts breathing heavier and heavier, which, I don't know. I don't, this scene has always implied to me that maybe once you get it, that you get like a sign of it on your penis or your vagina or whatever. I think she was just checking if she did. Right, but then she started breathing heavily and freaking out almost. Mm, she might have just remembered the experience. Maybe, maybe you're... Also, talk about the medication reminder. She is actually just on medication, most likely, because when she's getting ready for the date, she takes a couple of pills. She does, yeah. So... Just a fact, I, I yeah. don't really... No, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> bah! Ball hits the window. Yes, a ball hits the window while she's getting ready and gives us a cheap jump scare, honestly. And Jay goes to out to investigate outside, and lo and, be- lo and behold, the ball that was thrown against the window is red. Bum, bum. And then Jay goes into the window, and we get an outside shot of the window in the house, and you see how the kid was peeping on her, which is fucking creepy. But, I mean, the kid's been doing it the whole movie, so it's just going to keep happening, I suppose. Cut to Jay in class, and the teacher is talking about some sort of poetry or something. No, it was Lazarus, so I think it was the Bible. Yeah, yeah, oh. that they, yeah uh, Lazarus. There are was... Bible classes in college, so I'm not yeah, like... That's true. So I think we can say canonically Jay is a Christian. It's possible. Uh, yeah, it's, it is possible. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I know uh, Lazarus was the one that was uh, raised from the dead, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he oh, lived so twice. 
that goes along with the whole thing in the movie, too. Yeah. Everything is so good in this movie. Yeah, so <laughs> Jay's, like, really t- freaking out, looking out the window, and she notices... Yeah, she's not really paying attention in this yeah. class. She's just, like, kind of just looking out the window and, like, kind of being off in her own world while she's in class. That's what I usually do. <laughs> <laughs> But the reason why she's distracted is because she does notice this weird old lady slowly walking towards her and just walking through people having picnics outside and nobody's noticing and she's freaking out a little bit. So she runs out of class. The professor's like, hey, what are you doing? This is very unrealistic, I will say. Yeah, because the professor wouldn't be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, the professor would be like, okay, bye. Yeah. (laughs) Or more realistically, just keep teaching the class with this yeah, if you don't want to be there that's up to you yeah maybe they just need the bathroom and they needed the rack pack for the bathroom I don't know yeah, the professor know. doesn't give a shit yeah they don't give a fuck they're getting paid no matter what so Jay goes out into the hall and she sees this entity and it's coming closer and closer and closer and she tries greeting it but to no avail because it doesn't react however the people behind the entity in the hallway look at her like she's a fucking idiot because she's just yelling out in the hall kind of makes her look a little insane. So, Jay takes her leave and drives far away to an ice cream shop where her sister and friend Paul work. And she explains the thing that happened and that Hugh told her about it and passing it on. And Jay's sister says she should tell their mom. Jay says, no, I can't do that. It's just going to worry her. It's going to put her into a panic. So Paul offers to stay over to protect them, to which Kelly, of course, says, uh, no, you shouldn't do that, because then all you have to be afraid of is Paul trying to dry hump your leg all night, Jay. <laughs> he's weird. Eventually, though, they do take him up on the offer because he says he's going to stay there and protect them. Because he's such a strong guy. <laughs> he is the lankiest motherfucker I have ever seen. I I would not... I'm not great at fighting. I would fight this guy. If, if I were drunk in a bar, I'd fight this guy. I could win that fight. The fucking... I don't know. Every now and then you have to Girl be careful. Girl Scout could win a fight against this guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but every now and then you got to be careful with those lanky guys, though. That's true. Yeah, they, can, they have larger reach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, cuts to a montage of scenery shots that gives us an outline of what the home looks like. Jay's home. And a shot of the three girls getting ready for bed. Then you get a shot of Paul on the couch eating junk food and watching weird black and white TVs again. He's just eating popcorn. It's junk food. Yeah, but I feel like eating junk food implies like he's eating a lot of different... I mean, there's also licorice. Was there? Yeah. (laughs) So Jay walks downstairs later that night after trying to sleep and she says she can't sleep in there. Not in there. Paul says, well, you can sleep in here then. Jay's leg gets a little too close to Paul, and he gets very, very nervous. He starts saying it's funny because he hasn't spent the night here since they were little kids. And Jay says that, you know, you were my first kiss. And he's like, yeah, I know. She's like, I wasn't yours? She's like, no, no, you were, of course. Obviously, you were my first kiss. Just, you know. And then he starts saying, no, actually. Then Jay starts saying that she also knows that he kissed her sister Kelly. And he gets very, very embarrassed about that. He's like, and Jay is like, that's kind of gross, actually. You've kissed two sisters. That's sort of disgusting. I thought she said you kissed your sisters, and I was so confused on what this dynamic was <laughs> at the, for a while. And yeah, not his sisters, just two si- just, others. Yeah, two sisters. Just two sisters. Why yeah. is that weird? What? That's well, the same family. It's kind of awkward. 
Paul says he still remembers when they found the porn mags behind the gas station and sitting out and sprawling them out on the lawn with a dozen dirty magazines all folded out. And they both recall the story of being caught with them. Jay says she got the sex ed talk the next day from being caught. So while they're sitting there talking about this, sitting on the couch, you hear a window break. Paul goes to investigate, and then he says he's going to go and wake up her sister because she can help. Somehow, I have no idea she's how. She's way stronger than Paul. Actually, yeah, she's probably way stronger than Paul. <laughs> At this point, the music slowly builds, and Jay starts to investigate the house. She walks into the kitchen, and a topless girl is there and starts urinating on herself. Jay is obviously freaking out and runs upstairs, then locks herself in a room. Also, I'd like to point out, the entity is wearing a red skirt. Also, you said the licorice anyways, which is red. Yeah, licorice. Yeah. Good catchy. I, I I just remember the fact that licorice is red and all this. <laughs> I mean, That's some a good licorice. catchy. <laughs> so uh, she's locked in her room and then you hear knock, knock, knock. Hey, it's Paul. Yeah, and she's like, no, 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 I, it's it's not Paul. I just, it's out there. He's like, uh, no, nothing's out here. Can you let us in, please? And Kelly's like, yeah, please. And so Jay does go and let them in, and then immediately locks the door again. Jay says something is wrong with her, and Jay says that she saw a girl in the kitchen and says, and they say that they don't believe her. Uh, Paul and Kelly are saying that they don't believe her and that there was a... Window that someone break. did break, break the window, but there's but no there's one in the nobody house. there, yeah. And so... I don't know why they're so, like, certain of that. Yeah, I don't know either. Like, <laughs> they're just dumb kids. I, I think that also goes in, like, those old horror movie tropes. It's just like, what are you talking about? No one's there. Yeah, and then they is. all get stabbed immediately yeah. after. They watch horror movies. They should know this. No, no, no. They watch old black and white horror movies. That is a very... Very different horror. Oh, yeah, they watch. Thank you. They have to beware the lake monster from Goo Lagoon. (sighs) There's too many things wrong with that sentence as a horror lover. I'm not going to go. I can't. Not right now, E. Not right now. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, the other friend is at the door, and she's like, hey, hey, uh, it's just me out here. Can you please let me in? And so, Paul finally lets her in, and right behind her you get this really shocking reveal i think i think it's a shocking reveal i think it's hilarious he thinks it's hilarious but you get this reveal of the the friend yar just sitting out there or standing out in front of the door and then this lanky thing just pops up behind her and obviously jay freaks out and she just fucking bails out the bedroom window And everybody goes after her, and the entity just kind of follows the whole group. But, like, to put it, this entity is like a creepypasta-level-looking thing. It's like, oh, he's got the blood-red eyes, and he's very tall and white. I mean, it's just, it was just a seven-foot-seven dude. Yeah. Just a like, dude that died from the entity. Uh, it's just one of those, like, things, like, it feels like an odd choice for the entity to do. I guess just to scare her. I think but, it's, like, yeah. It's meant to scare her because it's, you know, it's seven foot seven guy with, you know, like you said, bloodshot eyes running towards you. It's this very imposing force that's heading towards you. It'd be horrifying to see that in the middle of the night. Yeah. I mean, a lot of things would be horrifying to I mean, see the, in the I mean, it's the, the way that he came through, too, because, like, it's completely dark behind Yara. Yeah. And, like, yeah. he just kind of slowly comes out of the shadows towards them. Yeah, it's a really good shot, actually. I yeah. really like it. It's one thing that this movie does pretty well is, like, it kind of downplays things like that, just so that way whenever you do notice it, like, you kind of have this moment of, like, oh, that's clever. Cut to a shot of the neighbor kid in the car, and he's smoking pot with some girl, and we see from his rearview window 
uh, we see Jay fall out of her window and start running and running and get on a bike and rides away while Paul chases after her. Jay gets to the park and starts swinging on a swing set. And as she sits and swings, she looks around for any possible figures because she doesn't want to be surrounded or caught off guard. On a swing, as she swings on it. I think part of it is like that, yeah, rocking back and forth motion is supposed to be probably somewhat of a comforting motion. Plus, also, the swing set is in the middle of nowhere, so she can see her surroundings from all around in case anything might be coming up behind her. I don't know. Looking behind you on a swing is pretty hard. But you can't be. There's nothing around the corner. Yeah, there could be easily something behind you. <laughs> Not if you look behind you, E. That's very hard, as I just noted. <laughs> <laughs> so she starts panicking because she does, in fact, see shadows coming her way, and she's getting ready to run, and just as she's prepared to run, she hears Paul's voice, and then she hears Kelly's voice, and so she calms down, they run, and she hugs them, and she's calming down and telling her to calm down, and Craig comes up, the neighbor kid who was just smoking a joint. He's asking if everything's okay and asks if they called the police. And they say no, and then Jay mentions that she needs to find Hugh, and Craig goes off to get his car. Like, wait, why? She's like, well, I mean, if you need somebody to drive, then I should probably drive you guys, right? And they're off on their adventure. I'll say, I was like, I had just a feeling of like, who's this guy? What the hell? He's shown multiple times before. No, not that sense. Like, (laughs) he doesn't like have really any connection to the main cast except he waved at one of the sisters at one point he felt really isolated from them and then suddenly it's like they're best friends out of like now i, I mean, think that's he, very purposely so yeah maybe it just seems boy, silly though. to me yeah I, I i i could see that but there's in movies like this there's usually some late on attachment that is a huge development in this case we end up seeing why he was this late attachment in all of this it's because he smokes pot. Um, he he is full of sin, which is another horror movie thing. Is if you're full of sin, you gotta die. Like having sex. Like having sex. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> As I and smash my face into my microphone. That's, that's another sin. Microphones. That's another sin. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ! What am I doing here? <laughs> that's what I ask myself every day. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> So a road trip, wow, yeah, super fun road trip time. It is kind of just like, you're just going to drive us somewhere? And he's like, yeah, why not? Hmm? Yeah, so you get this montage of them driving along while seeing all kinds of scenery of shitty Detroit, because fun fact, this movie is in fact filmed in Detroit. Eighth wonder of the world. Is that? That's not... No. no. I don't okay, <laughs> I was like, why would that be an eighth wonder? That's the bad thing to wonder about. Wonder why people still live there, huh? <laughs> That's not a wonder's work, but okay. <laughs> so the group makes it to the house where Hugh said he had lived, and they can't find a reasonable way in, so they break in. When they finally get in, they find that the house is full of garbage. But investigating further, they find that not only is it full of garbage, but there are noise traps all over the wall, and the windows, and in the cabinet is full of meds. The group starts investigating the house even more, and while one of the girls are on the counter, Yar, I believe her name is. Yes. Um, Greg just starts checking her out. Just up and down, being what a real a creepy creep. and pervy. Yeah. And then a black dot that being flies said, out. She's of also the... using her shell phone as a flashlight at this point. Yes. In the broad daylight. It's dark in the house, E. I don't know. There's, you could see the light shining in the house. But what if you need to find special things in cabinets, E? Like? I don't know. 
Like, what are they looking for? Like, just I don't know. an identification don't know. paper? Yeah, well, anything. That's the thing that they were saying earlier is that, that um, Hugh wasn't his real name. He was using a fake name whenever he met up with Jay. And he also had a fake address. And all that they knew about him is that uh, is this house. And so that's why they broke up, uh, broke in here. And they're looking for evidence to see if they could find anything to link him to who he really is. So they can go and ask him questions about what's actually happening. But yeah, black dot flies out of the cabinet. Ah, <laughs> scares Yar. Yes, and Paul is up in the upstairs area, and he's trying to investigate things, and he finds a bunch of porn mags and, and a, a mattress of, upstairs, and a bunch of used tissues. Yeah, and there's like bunch a bunch of used tissues. bunch of used tissues just sitting right on top of the. Hay fever is in season. Definitely, I don't think that's what it is. E. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a pollution in Detroit. Uh, yeah, yeah you know, that, that is true, yeah. But, uh, yeah, surprise, surprise, in the porny mags was a fucking picture of the high school man himself. Yeah, of Hugh in high school with some girl, and she's wearing some sort of sports jacket that he had seemingly given to her in this picture. It has the letter L on it. Mm-hmm. And Paul asks Jay if she recognizes the jacket at all, and she's like, actually, I do. I'm like, well, what do you think that means? She's like, well, I think that means we can go to the school, and they must have something on them, right? And so, of course, the group departs. Also, uh, Jay sees a walking figure in, or something. That's not important, but... <laughs> it's kind of important. <laughs> nah, it's not important. <laughs> I mean, it's not so much that she sees a walking figure. I think it's... Uh, if I remember correctly, this walking figure, like, kind of stops and looks up at her. Even yeah. though she's looking at this... Uh, she's looking at this figure walking through like a, a peep-sized hole in a window that's covered in newspaper. Mm-hmm. Also, that's just a house I feel like you stop and look at anyways. Not not in Detroit, man. You don't stop and look at anything in Detroit. Yeah, if you're in Detroit and you see a bunch of houses with... Um, I almost said paper towels. <laughs> with newspaper all over the windows, you just avoid that house as like the fucking plague and you keep walking. Yep. <laughs> you stop and you look. Someone's going to come out in like a meth-fueled rage and start beating you with a crowbar. <laughs> That's just Detroit. <laughs> That's how Detroit works, E. Uh, if anyone lives in Detroit, please let us know if this is accurate at the last ones in podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> if we're horribly wrong and offensive, I am so sorry. <laughs> so, obviously, the kids go to the school that the jacket is from, and they find him with help in a yearbook. They also find out that Hugh's real name is Jeff. But while all this is going on, the camera is spinning around in this hallway, 360. It goes about around three times. And every time the window goes by, you see this entity slowly creeping in Mm -hmm. a little more and a little more every time you see it through the window. Which is just one of those things I think is really eerie. It's a neat scene, just going like, wee. He just likes the spinning part. (laughs) 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 It's like being on a teacup ride. Has a sense Except of impending doom. Unless you're E, then you get a teacup R vibe off of it. <laughs> Maybe that's just why I can't take it seriously. I'm like, oh man, this is like an amusement park ride. It's like, whoa, this part's like a roller coaster, and you just drive in a straight line. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a roller coaster. Uh, we're just driving across country E. This is my speed. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly asks Jay if they should try and get the police, and Jay says no. Greg and Jay are clearly getting close at this point, and Paul does not like it. Also, why can't, why don't they want the police? Just because? 
Well, because, I mean, like, do you think the police would believe them? Not that part. They could find the guy, though. Like They could find the guy. But then, I feel like, like the case is still open. Yeah, but then what happens? Like He gets arrested. Right, but it was consensual sex. The kidnapping wasn't. The kidnapping. You can arrest no, someone but, for kidnapping. Right, but I think really she just wants answers about this thing that's following yeah, her. And that's well, if he's like, in jail, then she can get answers. He's but then not necessarily. Yeah, he's stuck, and she can't just go and talk to him. You can't just go talk to people in jail. You could be like, I request a conversation. No, there's one hour for visiting a month. You think she's going to get that? Yep. Mm-mm. And plus, that's a long time to have to run away from the thing. To l- wait for a month? Yeah. That's, it's just... It's quick No police. Yeah, this yeah. is a movie where just it's like, bam, and now it's the visiting time. No, it doesn't that's work that way. That's how movies work. In horror movies, it doesn't <laughs> work. Don't movie. get the police involved in horror movies, E. Why not? Because they just die. They're just fodder. Well, then there's, there's no skin off their bones. <laughs> they don't know they're in a horror movie, E. <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> I feel like they should by now. It's like, oh, no, spooky ghosts. Oh my god! <laughs> you don't think that in real life? You never go walk somewhere and you're like, "Oh no, spooky ghosts!" I almost constantly think, "Oh no, spooky, spooky ghosts, spooky ghosts, spooky ghosts, spooky ghosts." That's the uh, ghost of the ice cream parlor. <laughs> it's the Baskin Robbins ghost. <laughs> Scoopy, Scoopy ghost. ghost. <laughs> <laughs> so the group goes to Jeff's real house, and the mom answers the door and then invites them all in. Fades to a shot of the group plus Jeff, in the backyard. Jeff starts saying he thinks that he got from some random girl at a bar. All the while, uh, Jay is lining up little blades of grass on her leg, which is foreshadowing for something later in the movie. When she smokes a lot of pot. Yep. But while they're sitting in this circle, uh, Jeff keeps going on about how, like, all she has to do is go and pass it on to somebody else and not get caught. That's literally all she has to do. Because that's the only way that he's going to be safe and that she's going to be safe. And then while they're sitting in this circle, this girl is walking by. And Jeff starts being like, do you see that? Do you, do you see that girl? Do you see that girl? And they're like, yeah, we see the girl, dude. It's like, oh. Which is actually Good. a really funny moment. Yeah. Yeah. Now imagine that moment, but that's how I felt the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> this movie was really enjoyable for you then. <laughs> so, Jeff also says that wherever this thing is, it's coming for her. But it is walking so if she drives far enough she can buy herself some time to think about what she wants to do she's got a lightly jog whenever you see it pretty much and to see if she wants to give it to somebody else so at this point they're in the car and Kelly asks Greg if his mom will wonder where he is Greg explains that no she's not going to wonder about anything and that they're going to a cool cabin that he used to go to as a kid all the time actually wait I have a question what if you have sex with the person who gave you the the uh, the ghost. I think it stays in the same line. But like, if they get killed and then you get killed, does it just skip them again? Then? No, I think it just it just stays in the same line. So you guys had it, so you just pass it on, and it's just a line. It doesn't circle back. It just it's always a straight line. Okay, would, would the order change? No, I don't think so. Okay, so you're just they saying they'd probably it. just be moot at that point then? Yeah, then they'd just be doing it for funsies. I see. <laughs> Is that possible? Have sex for fun? Yeah. It's very possible. What? That's 99% of sexy. Hmm. That's It might be not less than 99%. It's probably less than 99%, but we, <laughs> we've known a lot of people who just like... That's 4% of sex. Just the fun parts? <laughs> yep. Oh, man. No, we, we knew a lot of people growing up, like, they just had sex because it was sex. It's true. Like, 
it was a way to either kill boredom or it's like they just wanted that dopamine rush I mean, off of it. What happened during the Great Depression? Yeah, and then we got all these great Americans. Yep. Get all yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good comeback, Robbie. Yeah, you got it. Oh. I was going to say, we, we got all these boomers because of it, but the boomers are later on. We got the greatest generation off of the uh, Great Depression. Yeah, we actually kind of did. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, that wasn't the best thing. I was just saying that's what you did, <laughs> buddy. You yeah, did I had that or eat Gus to your choice. <laughs> Pretty much. So the group pulls up to this vacation house, and... Cuts to them inside, starting to get themselves comfortable. They're cooking dinner, getting ready to turn in for the night, while also setting up noise traps by the windows, like they saw in the house that Hugh had rented earlier. Well, just Jay. Yeah, just Jay setting them up. You're right. The others don't entirely believe it at this point, or at all, really. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, well, this will make Jay feel better if we just abandon all our lives real quick. Yeah, it actually, it pretty much does feel like, well, it's just going to make her feel better, and she's crazy anyway, so we may as well do it. You know, that's the thing you do when people are having a bunch of weird visions, is you you encourage it. Yeah, how else are you going <laughs> to get them past it, e? I hate to say, like, growing up, when we were around that same age, like, if one of our friends is going through a rough time, like, we would probably just like, oh yeah, I'm going to be there for them, because I'm a good friend, kind of mentality. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what we did, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Some cases it was probably warranted that, like, we probably were in the right to do that. But there were other cases, like, we probably should have just left it alone. You're yeah. like, hey, chum, you want to get some ice cream? Well, I mean, we would go to Dairy Queen. I mean, what else are you going to do in your town? Exactly. <laughs> go to the mushroom factory? Oh, God. <laughs> so, uh, they set up the traps, and then you see, uh, Mr. Greg himself walk for a bit. I think that's next, yeah? Sound about right, Robbie? They're all just kind of, like, bedding down for the night, but Jay is still kind of paranoid about what's going on, which adding on to this extra sense of dread. And then it cuts to the scene where uh, Greg is teaching Jay how to shoot a gun. Nope, you missed. Greg had to get get the gun. It's just like a scene where he just walks for, like, a minute, and it just keeps cutting to him walking in different locations until he gets to the place and opens up this, like, lunchbox and then grabs the gun. I guess I missed that whenever I was writing down notes. Must have fell asleep for the whole minute. <laughs> yep, one while whole I was minute. taking down notes. Yep, but he decides to teach to teach her how to fire a gun so she can protect herself. And then it actually just cuts to the scene wherever everyone's just kind of sitting around. Uh, actually, I would side. like to know when she's shooting that gun, the like barrel's not moving. I think it might just be like they just added CGI flash to it later on. Well, they are, but like I feel like they could at least like. Add a frame or something of the barrel actually spinning. Like, you know, a gun and then the revolver, like, it revolves. Oh, yeah. It yeah. wasn't doing yeah, that. Revolvers was, work. Yeah, it just wasn't. Oh. It was shooting the same bullet, apparently. Yeah. Oh, that's just broken, then. Yeah. <laughs> She's shooting blanks. Honestly, it might have just been someone from the CGI team saying, like, eh, no one's going to notice. Too bad for them. I did notice. Yeah, did they notice. didn't expect for someone to not be into this movie at <laughs> all. <laughs> But and then yeah, the, so they're just kind of chilling. Yeah, they're just kind of chilling on the lakeside, and Yara is swimming in the lake while everyone else is just kind of sitting down. And Greg sta- uh, stands up. He goes off and just pees in a bush. And during this time, like when you're looking in the background, you just see someone walking towards them. And once again, it's a woman dressed in white. 
slowly walking towards them during this entire scene up until like, and it gets to the point where she gets rather close to them. And then I can't remember. Someone says something to Jay. Yar's like, Hey, come out here and swing. Oh, yeah. Come out. Yeah. Kelly's like, yeah. What do you think, Jay? And Jay looks up and like, as she's looking up her hair, like starts standing up on its end, kind of in the shot of showing that like, you know, as the audience, you could see this thing, uh, this entity coming towards her. But as Jay's friends, they can't see it. So they just see her hair being lifted up as if someone like grabbed it and started pulling her back. Also, I think this is a weak choice of the ghost. I think the ghost should have went for the jugular personally. Just immediately for the kill shot? Yeah, like what What are you doing this foreplay for? Come on. I mean, it clearly likes to torture its victims. The, well, the one victim, I would say, clearly, because it just broke its well, fucking one victim, limbs. Yeah. I was going to say, like, one victim at a time, it likes to torture them individually. Mm-hmm. All right, as, like, as it grabs her hair and, like, starts pulling her down, like, Paul goes to see if he can go to help. And this is a scene that made E laugh quite a bit because, it's like, great. Paul just goes flying. <laughs> well, first he fucking WWE slams the corporeal being with a chair. And then it just fucking launches him into, like... It's 20- very strong. It yeah, very apparently. Strong. <laughs> Sparta kicked him across the... Across the well, it's just hilarious because it's like two frames and she's like, bam, he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so silly. It's to show how dangerous the entity is. Yeah, as a, the entity just has a little, a slightly tight grip on the hair. <laughs> it's a warning grip. It's like, psst, psst, hey, I got you. <laughs> it kind of is. <laughs> I mean, if you're yeah. dealing with something psychopathic enough to toy with his victims like a cat toying with a mouse before it kills him like it probably is describing her hair like hey look who got you look who got you got your tail things. yeah pretty much but with it toying with her like this eventually uh jay does get loose of it and they all start running towards the gr- garage it's on the side of the boat or not side of the boat side of the beach yeah meanwhile greg's like what yeah greg <laughs> has no idea what's going on like he just sees this commotion afterwards and like once they're already running towards the garage, it's whenever he starts making his way over there. And they start reaching into the garage and, like, saying, um, well, first they lock the door. And then Jay starts reaching around on the cabinet and ends up grabbing the gun. Then Jay opens the door. Yeah, she opens up the door and fires a couple shots at the entity. But as she's doing this, like, uh, Greg just happens to be standing right behind the entity and is hiding behind it. Like, the worst cover ever, this little lawn chair. You know... <laughs> it would slow the bullet down like 0.01 miles per hour that could be the difference between his it's a killing between him death and, being and maimed. almost killing him yeah. Yeah, it's a difference between being a death and being maimed but like she fires a couple shots at the entity coming towards her and eventually she gets it in the neck and it falls over and then just gets right back up but it does show the entity does take damage it does take damage but it recovers from it very quickly it can be slowed but it yeah. can't be stopped but after she shoots it in the neck and realizes that, like, shooting it isn't going to do anything, that's whenever she does lock the door to this garage. And they're just kind of sitting there like, oh, crap, like, what do we do? Kind of horror moment. And, the and entity, it's just like, knock, knock. Hey. It is knocking on the door. It pizza. is, like, pulling it back and forth. Like, it's trying to get – it's doing its best to get in. And eventually it's about kicking – or kicks a hole in the bottom of the door, which then Greg just, like, prop, or promptly put – or yeah. – Greg promptly, like, points his head through the door and is like, what are you guys doing? What did you do to the door? They're like, fucking, you think we did this? You think we're making (laughs) this up? I I think there's a hole in the door. He's like, fine, I'll go out back. 
But at this point, the entity, yeah, he says he's going to go out back, and the entity seems to transform to like a child, or to a child of some kind. And but a so, creepy pasta child. Yeah, mm-hmm. but very much a creepy child. And like, it's probably the only time you hear the entity actually make a sound because the child goes, yeah, it's like, well, it's going rawr. through the door. And then that's whenever Greg opens up the main garage door. No, no, Jay just opens it. Greg, Greg didn't even get there in time. I guess that just means that there is an unlocked door the entity didn't realize. Yeah. But she does open up the door. I mean, the entity kind of likes beelining for stuff. Yeah. So. It's true. But she ends up uh, swinging open that garage door and just running out full speed and eventually gets up to Jay's car and pretty much just steals Jay's co- not Jay, uh, Greg's car. Or Jay yeah. steals Greg's car and starts speeding off and like everyone starts chasing off after her because she's stealing this car, like desperately trying to get away. And eventually like not even very far down the road, a truck pulls out in front of her while she's speeding away. And she ends up driving into a cornfield and knocking herself out. I will say shame on this truck. It should be really looking to make sure that the road's clear before it backs out like that. It should, but you know why I didn't plot convenience driver safety is not an issue in horror movies. Nope. It is definitely not in horror movies. So after driving into the cornfield, Jay wakes up in the hospital afterwards with all of her family. And then I guess he, you would say her mom was there with, like you said, like her face is just kind of blurred or kind of showed off in the side and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But she's her sleeping. mom is definitely there during this time while she's in the hospital recovering from this car wreck. And she's just kind of looking around the hospital, kind of realizing like, oh, I'm trapped in a room with only one exit and like has a moment of panic and dread and like stares out the or stares out the door and hearing footsteps and sees a nurse passing by and is just like waiting for the time that one of those nurses is going to turn into the room and be the entity right it's only a matter of time technically she has another exit there are windows there are windows but it's just this is also a hospital you don't know what floor you're on one of them (laughs) possibly a high one You are on one of the floors in a hospital at all times if you're in a hospital. Yeah. That's just a fact. Logic. There's just kind of the scene where, like, all of her friends are, uh, like, falling asleep while they're sitting next to her in the bed. It's very slow. Yeah, it is very Mm -hmm. slow. But then it does cut to a scene where uh, Greg is in the room with her alone, and he doesn't have a shirt on. And mm-hmm. he just kind of crawls. Actually, in. first it pans through all the other rooms. So you well, see, like, pan through all of them. oh, like, get just... well soon. Uh, this old man, have poor soul. And it is panning through all these other empty. Uh, Not empty. <laughs> Some of them are empty. Maybe the first one. Most of them have people in them. Anyways, it's panning through all of these hotel rooms. Uh, hotel rooms. <laughs> <The> hotel <laughs> rooms. <laughs> through all these hospital rooms. Right, right. And eventually does get to uh, their room and like they're in her room by themselves and he doesn't have a shirt on and he crawls into bed with her and they start taking a nap <laughs> thinking about horses. <laughs> yeah, the they, they go at it. Yeah, they start going at it in the hospital bed and then seems very uncomfortable. It does. And like Jay seems very uncomfortable with the whole situation and afterwards just kind of has like this feeling like she are. Uh, she has this look to her face like she just feels gross about doing it. Yeah, she has just... one should. <laughs> Not for sex in general, E. <laughs> but it's like the thing of like, you know you have an STD and you sleep with somebody anyway and then you give it to them. Like, Yeah, it has that scene where like, she just kind of looks disgusted in herself afterwards and then it kind of pans about in a sense of like a couple of days have passed. 
and then yeah, it's he's eating her a cheese and hamburger. <laughs> it's her and Greg uh, talking, and he's like, "Yeah, I I haven't seen it." And like, what? So where is it? like I, I don't know. Like, I just haven't seen it yet. It's like, well, it's going to show up eventually. It's like, okay, yeah, sure. And like, kind of showing that Greg still has some disbelief over this entity for some reason. Yeah. I mean, he's technically not seeing anything happen from yeah. it. Like, no, but when four people were like, yeah, this fucking big ass shit just launched me 50 feet. I have giant ass scars on the side of my stomach from it. But again, all he's seen is that Jay is shot at him. And then there's a hole in his door. Yeah. There was a hole in his door. And then all he saw is that his, that her best friends are supporting her still. Like he's an outsider in the situation. Basically. Not that outside. <laughs> Pretty outside. It's kind of like if someone said something super far-fetched. Like, not kind of like, oh, yeah, like, I got in a fight in a club kind of thing. Like, no, like, fucking Tiger jumped through the window of a Wendy's yesterday kind of thing. And I can like, see that happening at a Wendy's. <laughs> but I was saying, like, a far-fetched <laughs> like, story. Out of a lot of, out of most You would be one of the supportive friends in that sense. <laughs> Stry, on the other hand, would be like... In Colorado, that would be on the news. Like that, that didn't happen, kind of thing. Even fucking, if, even if there were friends, like no, it happened. Yeah, fucking mountain lions go on the campus sometimes. I don't fucking. Yeah, but there's still a difference between a mountain lion and a tiger, though. But that, that's besides the point. Like it's fucking he, maybe Cheyenne <laughs> Mountains tigers are like, I could go for some spicy McNuggets right now, and they go but to the Wendy's. They find spicy McHumans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or I guess another way to think about it, too, is just, like, um, somebody says, idiot. like, uh, yeah, he's an idiot. Like, uh, somebody says, like, don't go into that house. Like, there's uh, carbon monoxide poisoning in there, and they walk in there anyways. Like, yeah, I don't get it. I don't smell anything. That and, would be me. Like, <laughs> that's carbon another way to think about it. Have a smell. Doesn't have a smell. That's no, it doesn't it have a smell. <laughs> it's kind of, like, that's another way to think about it is that way. But, like, he just kind of has this whole big suspension of disbelief. Maybe I don't know. It'd be him. like if, like, I actually just actively said, no, these things don't have smell, in my opinion. Like, everyone's like, no, fucking apples have this smell. I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> Yeah, that's another way to look. Fuck but, off. There's no smells to apples. I just, that would be so good if you're just like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you and your smells. Nothing smells. You Fuck you. off. You're trying to tell me rain has a smell? God. <laughs> Fucking new car. Just becomes super belligerent when everyone mentions smells. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking garbage. Come on. How gullible do you think I am? <laughs> Vinegar? Really? <laughs> Oh, For those who smell. don't know, if it's not apparent, I don't really have a sense of smell. And he has face blindness. Yeah. While Jay looks like super, she looks super guilty about what she did. Like it, it does actually cut to Greg and like he's talking to, I guess his implied girlfriend. Yeah. Because like you see her in some earlier scenes too, but like she never really talks. She's just there. Mm-hmm. But like he's having like a dinner date with her at a, the mall and her friends or something, and just like hanging out and having fun with them and being happy and joyful and not seeing ghosts. Yeah, like <laughs> totally just like Eve would say, like, "Oh fuck off! This isn't a thing. There's no ghosts." <laughs> The door imploded on itself. (laughs) The door imploded. You kicked a hole in the door while you're shooting at me, so fuck off. (laughs) You clearly kicked this one and a half foot hole into this door. Exactly. (laughs) Fuck off. With with your (laughs) flip-flops. But uh, it does cut afterwards to Greg talking to... um, Kelly, Jay, Paul. Yara. Yara. And Yara. uh, Talking to them, and uh, they're just like... It's like, yeah, I haven't seen it. It's like, well, it, it's an actual thing. He's like, okay, yeah, I guess we'll see if it, like, we'll see sooner or later if it is a thing or well, not. Well, no, he said something. What was his exact wording? 
uh, trying well, to just like it's because they say it's going to come for you. He's like, yeah, I guess I'll see you sooner or later. No, it was something about like supporting her or something weird. I don't. I can't remember. It was so just the wording was. Kind I, of I think it was just him saying rude. like like yeah, you're you're her friends. Like of course you're going to side with her on this thing, but like he just straight up doesn't believe that. It- yeah, because he's an idiot. <laughs> but uh, anyways, it does cut later on to Jay in her room, and she's just looking out the window. And she actually sees Greg, but Greg is wearing long johns, out of all things, and he's just walking down the they street. They are comfortable. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> it's just also, weird. White long johns, yeah. since we got to remark that now. He's not naked, unfortunately. He's not naked. <laughs> unfortunately. unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> but um, she sees him walk to his house. Yeah, in long johns. And like she's knocking on the window trying to get his attention. And Across the street, yeah. she's knocking on the window. I mean, glass makes a loud sound, dude. I don't know about that loud. I don't know. I'm going to go across. Let me go to the other side of the neighborhood. Yeah, let's check and it out real quick. <laughs> e, go outside. I'll knock on the window. No. <laughs> uh, anyway, she's trying to, but I think it's meant to be like, you know, she's trying to catch his attention. He's just willfully ignoring her. And he walks up to his house and instead of opening the, up the door, he just throws a rock through the window. And no, if he tries in. to open the door. Oh, he does? He's like, yeah. Da, 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 da. He like shakes the door handle a little bit and then grabs a rock and just chucks it through the window and starts climbing in and she tries like dry said how they use landlines all the time grabs a landline and like it's this those old like 1980s phones that are Mm -hmm. kind of in the shape of a shoe and like picks it up and like tries calling him to tell him what's going on and he's not picking up and so jay decides that she needs to like go to his house and try to warn him or try to get him out of the house before the entity gets to him and so she ends up also climbing through the window and going up to his room and as Drya was saying earlier, this is the first time that you actually see a clear image of what Greg's mom looks like. Yeah. And at this point, um, she's just knocking and knocking on the door. And Jay's like, Greg, do not open the door. Do not open the door. And the entity just looks at her and keeps doing and then looks back, keeps looking and knocking at the door. Greg opens the door. He's like, Mom, what the fuck do you want? And then his mom fucking jumps and tackles and jay runs in to like try and help and save and that's when you get the image of how this thing does kill you yeah by pissing on you that wasn't pissy <laughs> what that's uh <laughs> that's female ejaculate or in this case ghost ejaculate are, are you implying that ghosts can't be female yeah I see. <laughs> it's the th- it's the three yeah, it's genders, the third, right? Yeah, Male, female, ghost. Yeah, that's yeah. all it is. Yeah, that's all there is. He. Yeah, so it pisses but it all over him. Jizzes all over him. Yeah, and so it's a really kind of weird, disturbing. It thing. is because like it's one of those like she has her legs wrapped around him and she has or she's holding both of his arms up and like you just see her kind of dry humping him while there's ghost jizz going all over him yeah. and then he just turns blue and falls over. Fucked the life out of him. Pissed all over him. <laughs> sure thing, buddy. So Jay sees this, runs off, obviously, gets into a car, and speeds away. We see Jay driving and driving and driving and driving and driving all night. Eventually, she just parks in a random area, sits on the hood of her car, and eventually falls asleep. I like to imagine she just ran out of gas. That, that would be funny, actually. Uh, she wakes up the next day, notices she's near water, hears some party music... 
walks down to this small hill and sees a crew of bros partying on a boat, hearing all this party music. Without much thought, Jay makes the decision to take off her top and pants and swims out to the boat. At least it implies that she does. While she's walking into the water, it cuts away, and then we see her driving, crying. cast dissolving, soaking wet, and clearly has been crying. This actually brings up another question. So, how, what does the ghost do if you like have like a threesome or like a foursome in this case? It's a good question. I think it's just a line of sex. So the first person to do sex, and then the next person that gets sexed. Okay. I mean, I guess if she had sex with multiple people, the last one to penetrate her would probably be the first one to die. Well, I feel like it's at the same time, though. I, I think like, does it have into... to be, like, vaginal sex, or, like... No, actually, the director has gone on record <laughs> saying that it could be gay or interracial or any kind of sex at all. It doesn't Oral? stop. Huh? Oral? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, like, theoretically, you could have all three... Theoretically, at the same time, so is it like a random I think chance it just gets thing? To like, like centimeter, or maybe it's like a Mario Party dice roll. I'm not sure. It's like this guy dies fast. Yeah, yeah. You as win all, as all of them ejaculate on her at the same exact time. Dice above, or appear above their head and start rolling. <laughs> oh, stealing a star! God damn it! <laughs> Bowser time. <laughs> Oh, and then Bowser. Oh, I'm not going. Back. <laughs> We're just getting into fanfic now. <laughs> I was actually gonna say like, oh, Bowser time, and all of a sudden his heart just gets ripped out of his chest. What? That's where I was gonna go with that. <laughs> That's a completely different way. But also, I like apparently the the director was like, yeah, we need to establish that part. That's the important part. Yeah. <laughs> so there we go. I think Let's... the important part of that is he was saying like it, it's not defined by just like straight heterosexual sex. It's like any kind of sexual intercourse. Mm-hmm. Well, if you pull out, I don't think that it's still intercourse. I mean, they would still have the STD, so yeah. obviously they still have the STG. So if you use protection, are you safe from the ghost then? No. No? No. He has said that as so well. So it's worse than an STD. It is worse yeah. than an STD. Wow. It's a supernatural STD that cannot be contained by rubber. Yeah. So. that Oh, God. That just made me think of like a weird. <laughs> sorry. That just made me think of a weird thing. You can cut this out. If like their way to like. Or if like they just had this scene in the movie where they defeated the entity by like just putting a condom on top of its head and then just sucked it <laughs> <laughs> no, please leave this in. <laughs> Put it in the. All right, so two ways to defeat the ghost: you'd be like me and go to a abandoned island, or you'd be like Robbie and put a, a condom, condom over, over its head. Yeah, I don't know. Condoms are stretchy. I feel like you get away with a normal one. That's true, actually. Yeah, just put a magnum on it. <laughs> stretch a magnum over its head, tie it with a rope, and you're good. <laughs> So, <laughs> is this what you were thinking was going to happen when you recommended this? Yep. <laughs> so, we get shots of Jay's home from the outside, and everything is just slightly run down. Like it's showing her pool at this point is run down, showing her safety is gone. She's asleep in her sister's room on the floor, and Paul comes and knocking on the door. Obviously, the door, like every door in the movie so far that she's been hiding in has a chair up against the knob so nothing can break in easily. Same thing in this case. He's come over to check on her, though. She lets him in. Jay says it will be back sooner or later, and Paul says she can pass it on. And then he says he could take it, but Jay very quickly says no. Very, yeah, just no. Paul, yeah, Paul needs to get a clue, honestly. Yeah. 
I think with Paul, it was like a sense of like, he has feelings for her. And like, that was his way of trying to protect her is by kind of self-sacrifice. Yeah, but having feelings for someone doesn't mean you get to have sex with them. I don't, think it was so much, <laughs> I don't think it was so much like a sex thing for him. I think, like I said, it, it was a self-sacrifice. Like he knew that if he had sex with her, like it would be the death of him. But yeah, it was worth but it to save her. You make it sound like he's not going to enjoy the sex. I mean, he'd enjoy the sex. Don't get me wrong. But like, he I mean, knows he didn't enjoy the sex. Yeah. But like, even but he knows like in that scene, it. it just like he even just goes for a kiss, and she's clearly not into that even. Yeah, so he like goes and tries to hand cuddle her with her. Cast. cast hand yeah and then goes in for a kiss and she is all the way out and then he goes in and asks her he's like so why'd you even pick greg like you know i like you why would you go after him and, and she then, was like he looks strong yeah basically like he, <laughs> he looks could strong. beat up the he ghost looked like he'd be fine so paul says he just wants to help but jay is doubtful paul looks up at the picture that jay has of herself that we saw from the very beginning of the movie when she was getting ready for her date with jeff and Paul asks if she trusts him. Then asks if she remembers they where they were the first time that they kissed. So we get a shot of outside immediately of the crew packing up the car. And one of them say that they haven't been to the pool since they were a kid. No, 14. 14. Oh. They it was been... specifically 14. I don't huh. know why. They haven't been to the pool since they were 14. And while they are backing out of the driveway, on top of the roof we see a naked man. Dong, just a jingling and a jangling about in the wind. Yeah. I mean, he didn't have to do the helicopter, though. That felt like it was a bit of an extra. A little excessive. Yeah. And, you know, everyone's looking at him, so you know he's there. It's like, oh, come (laughs) on, man. Put it away. (laughs) And they're all just trying to ignore him. They're like, just don't, don't don't look at Mr. Joe Man. (laughs) <laughs> Mr. Joe Man, <laughs> the very common American name. Yeah, that's my. You know, like it's like uh, Odinson, like how you used to. <laughs> I did the. I didn't even do it correctly. It's the best part. It's like Erickson, you know, the son of Eric. It's the man of Joe. Yeah. Okay. Joseph. I am, okay. I'm in. I'm on. <laughs> so they le- they drive to a while, going through the. Uh, the the bad going, part of the yeah, city. Yeah, going through Detroit, and then they get to a very very shady side of Detroit, and they uh, imply that they're on the south side of the eight uh, of the eight mile. Yeah, and Yara says she was never allowed to go to the south side of eight mile, and her parents never let her, and she never understood why. It's because they were racist. I think it's because they were racist. <laughs> They, that was just kind of their conversation. Like, yeah, we weren't allowed to. Even when the f- street fair was in town, my, my mom was like, no, you can't go with your friends. Yeah, and then Jay's like, yeah, me either. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. And they get to the pool. <laughs> also, I would like to – so, like, they go down the hallways, and there's, like, those pool liner things for when you need to set up the lanes. I thought it was just dead bodies in the t- <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a I classic mean, morgue pool. Detroit. <laughs> I thought they were just trying to ignore him. Like, huh. That would be great. <laughs> so the group makes it to the pool and begins setting up their big scheme, unpacking dozens of electronics and lining them up along the side of the pool with, don't worry, outlets for all of these every five feet. <laughs> The classic thing, you know, they did say that you don't know the time period. This might be before we realized that outlets are dangerous. Yeah, before we realized you shouldn't put electronics next to water. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, they put all the essential, you know, like blenders, blow dryers, typewriters. Waffle makers, lamps, old TVs. A crock pot. Everything that you could think of that you want next to a pool. Yeah. 
It's like, who wants who wants uh, some stir fry? Ooh, pool stir fry. Yeah. So Jay dons the swimsuit and slowly makes her way to the middle of the pool. And this is a really slow but building shot. It's a difficult shot, I think, to watch on consecutive. 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 You can't watch this shot while having sex. Consecutive. 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 Are you trying to say on multiple, right? Yeah. Yeah, consecutive. So this is actually a difficult scene to watch in consecutive viewings because it is so slow. It is no joke. Two and a half minutes of just shots of them. God, I was going to joke that was two minutes long. It's, it's yeah, a long-ass scene. There are a lot of scenes of it's just them laying around or sitting there. Like, it's just... There's also no dialogue for basically all of this part. Yeah, yeah. there isn't. And you just a lot see of those them scenes- laying about and being lazy. And then one shot that I really like, showing that the entity is coming in, is it cuts to that hallway that they were walking through at the very beginning of this scene, and it's slowly going through this hallway. So, I, I don't know, I kinda, it shows that the entity is just on its way. Jay's like, hey. Yeah. Uh, Jay says, it walked in the room. And Paul's like, you have to keep pointing at it, you have to keep pointing at it so we know where it is. And Jay says she wants out of the pool. He's like, no, our master plan. <laughs> and Jay's like, well, and he's it's... like, Paul's like, is it going in the pool? And Jay's like, no. And then you just see it start picking up the shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Shucking like, everything. She's like, it's not going into the pool. It's just standing there. What do you mean? It's just, it's just standing there. We'll it's walking it. that way. We'll point at it so we know where it's at. And then you just like see a TV get picked up and just <laughs> chucked into the pool, at, like straight at her. And then it's like, oh shit. Okay, it's fine. It didn't, it's not actually electricity anymore. Yeah, because it's just very small electronics being thrown into a giant pool of water. And they have surge protectors plugged in for everything. Oh, so, so like, they're all getting unplugged. Yeah, they're yeah, all they getting all, unplugged yeah. as he's throwing them. Like... <laughs> Horrible plan. But yeah, so that keeps going. So it keeps chucking more shit at Jay. Yeah. And then while this is happening, Paul pulls out a gun. That he just had. It was well, the it's that gun. gun from earlier. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. He stole it, it I yeah. guess. They <laughs> maybe, totally stole Maybe it was gun. in the will of, um, <laughs> of Greg. <laughs> Paul gets Paul the gun because <laughs> he sure needs it. <laughs> so the next part is like, as the creature is picking up these things, so you can clearly tell where the creature's at... <laughs> Paul's like, quick, point at it (laughs) so I can know where to shoot. This is the most flawed scene in the film. I admit that. (laughs) So, I mean, she has to point as as it's fucking chucking typewriters and TVs at her. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking Paul's the worst aim. He tries to shoot and he fucking shoots Yar in the leg. Yar from across the pool in the leg. She falls down. He's like, just keep pointing at it. Just point at it. And he, like, shoots the hand of it, and the hand blows everywhere. It's kind of cool looking, actually. And then the only person that has any half wave intelligence is Kelly. She gets this sheet and starts, like, trying to throw it over where she (laughs) thinks the entity is. It's so silly. It's like, (laughs) yeah. But eventually, it does catch the entity. And Paul walks right up, blank shot to the back of the head, blasts it, entity falls into the pool. Jay starts swimming out of the pool to try to get away, but the entity is still not dead. It starts pulling Jay under. And that's when Paul starts blindly firing into the pool. Yeah, as you do. Uh-huh. One shot after the other. Eventually, he gets lucky, and one goes into the head of the entity again. It makes the, like, the essential gut headshot sound. It's just like, pow! Yeah, you still hear that great sound. <laughs> you know, underwater. <laughs> 
So Jay gets out of the pool and Paul asks if it's still down there. Slowly Jay makes his way to the Jay, Jay makes her way to the pool and you see nothing at first then you get a much wider higher shot and there is very bad CG blood everywhere in the pool. I know this is supposed to be tense but it's so silly just imagining this person just like slowly crawling towards a pool and then just seeing a bunch of blood. <laughs> It's horror That's what horror is. is. I suppose. Suspension of I mean, disbelief. Yeah, I was going to say it. I, I can't. <laughs> that whole scene of like, I don't know why. I watch animated movies, and that's my thing, but I can't suspend belief for this stuff. That reminds me, since this is kind of your fun thing you like to do, do you know how many times they shot that gun? One, two, two three, many. Three, four, five, six. I think eight. So, too many. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, cuts to Jay at home, chair on the door like always, but Jay is on top of Paul on the couch, and they start to freak, baby. Camera pans up and shows us the rain outside, and we get a longing shot through the window as we hear the rain spattering on the window, adding to the paranoia. Paul asks if she feels any different. They both agree that they don't. Jay's mom tries comforting her. She lays on her bed, not being able to sleep. Pats her back. Paul investigates the options for hookers around his area, knowing that if he just slept with one of them, maybe the disease would never find him again, knowing that he would probably get many others. Paul and Jay visiting Yar in the hospital as she recites poetry to them. Basically, While eating Paul, a chicken salad sandwich. While eating a obnoxious chicken salad sandwich. And basically, the poem is just saying that maybe things are inevitable. Cut to Jay and Paul walking along the street, holding hands, smiling, enjoying their day. In the background, we see something following them, just like it will always follow them. And then to the side, you see a man wearing a red jacket. Well, also the beings wearing red. And that's where the credits are to roll. The end. So, yeah. I think I really... I like this ending more and more the more I think about it, honestly. The ending sucks. It stuck the ending, I'll give it that. Mm-hmm. It it wasn't like a cheap out ending or anything. It didn't like, but we actually have to kill the main character because we're a horror movie. Yeah. I think it it can be taken so many other ways. It can be taken however you want it to be taken. Either like the inevitable will always come for you, or in this case it could be acceptance of what they've done and like they're just in this situation so they have to just go with it for the rest of their lives heck maybe that's not even the actual being it could yeah it could just not be the being at all and maybe the movie just programmed us with all the colors for the whole thing to think that it's the being there's a whole lot of options it doesn't give you an exact answer and i like that a lot maybe it's actually an allegory for real stds it is 100 percent just that (laughs) yeah but (laughs) But also it it is a very open-ended ending and i do like because it's whatever you get out of it. Like you said, it could be like they're getting ready to die or the fact that they're slowly walking hand in hand and there's something walking behind them showing that like they're just going to have to keep slowly walking for the rest of their days to keep ahead of it. I was like, I guess I'll just say that. I don't think Paul really earned that. No, he didn't. No. Yeah. I don't think that she's with him because she loves him. I think she's with him out of necessity. I mean, pretty much... After Hugh, or I guess not, his real name's Jeff, but after Jeff, like, she, everyone she sleeps with, she sleeps out of necessity of, like, are in a paranoid sense of, like, I'll live a little bit longer if I sleep with this person. Actually, I have one final question about the STD ghost. Um, so, you can, can, you can only pass it to one person then? Yeah. 
Okay, so like you can't just have a bunch of sex with a bunch of people. Mm -mm. So this person starts, has sex, passes this person, this person. So that's why a hooker would be such a great idea, because the hooker has sex with the person. That hooker goes home, has sex with somebody else. That person... The hooker will will be a buffer, basically, because they have so much sex. (laughs) Is essentially the idea. It's fucked up, but... I don't know, I feel like the people who hookers sleep with probably don't have a lot of sex, though. No, but they have a lot of sex. Right, So even just... if it comes back to the hooker, doesn't matter. Hooker has a bunch of sex. Mm. Gonna have another victim eventually. It Follows had overwhelmingly positive opening weekend and reception from critics and audiences. What a surprise. The film's originally planned video-on-demand slash theatrical release was canceled in favor of a theatrical-only release. Because the movie's budget was an estimated $1.2 million, and worldwide grossed $22 million. Disaster Piece E, I think you'll like this, recorded the score for the whole film. <clears throat> they are most famously known for doing the music for Fez. Yeah. Um, That's a video game for those of you who don't know. It's a very fun puzzle game. I adore this film so so much i think that it's going to go down in history as being a horror classic i, I thought you said that. it already was basically i mean 2014 and give it a couple of years they will be in classic area I was about yeah. to ask what year it, it is <laughs> it is one of those movies that like uh it will transcend time in that sense like i think it will 20 30 years from now people will still watch this as a horror classic movie i believe and i think the way that it was designed around not being able to tell which time period it takes place in right was designed for it to be allowed to be enjoyed as a classic just you wait until they actually invent the shell phone, though. <laughs> I will be the first one in line for a shell phone. I, I still didn't. <laughs> I still didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's fair. I was not sure how you would take this movie in general. I knew you wouldn't be scared from it, but I wasn't sure if you would enjoy it because it is such a slow burn, and it is about sex and really an allegory for STDs. So I knew that this was not going to be your cup of tea, but I was really hoping you'd like it still. Mm-mm. Yeah. I still liked it. Shut up, Robbie. You already uh-huh. liked it going into, though. <laughs> That's fair. Well, once again, before we even had the idea to do the podcast, Dry was just like, we were talking about horror movies, and like I think that weekend he showed me like four or five different movies, because mm-hmm. we watched It Follows, The Witch, uh, The Conjuring, uh, a couple other ones. Like We watched a whole bunch of movies during that time, and you're just like, you need to watch this, you need to watch this one, you need to watch this one, and like just started pulling out a whole bunch of movies. So, I think it's time to get on to the ratings, and I want to start off with some sugar, have some poison in the middle, and end with some sugar. So, Robbie, let's start with you. One out of ten. What would you give this thing? I'd probably give it a nine out of ten, just because, like, it is a very slow burn movie. Like, it's not perfect, but it is a very artistic film in that sense. And, like, uh, in a weird way, a masterpiece doesn't have to be perfect. Like, there's still going to be flaws to it here and there, but oh, it's yeah. still it's still really good. Within, like, I know it, for what <laughs> it, it, like... The on the surface, it, which is how I feel, E sees it. It's not a very good movie. It's very boring on the surface, but underneath the layers of all of it, with like you said, all the stuff that's hidden in the background, that overwhelming sense of dread, the way that it just paces itself, um, like it does a lot of things very well, and it does it very, it does horror very right in yeah. that sense. Even though it's not like for being a horror movie, it's not very scary. But the way that they have that sense of dread and like it's one of those things that they say it's like not so much just like the overarching horror effect as much as it's like the emotional turmoil that takes part in it. 
Yeah, I think that dread can be a more powerful fear emotion than just jump scares or fear. Right. And there's definitely not a whole lot of jump scares in this. And there's definitely not like that, you know, like makes you jump out of your seat and scream kind of scare. It's just like that our overwhelming sense of paranoia, which is probably more horror than anything else. And like it does that very, very well and very, very right. But like I said, it's not technically it's not perfect either, but it's just it's very well done. I'd say 8.5 out of 10. good rating. You just went down from your last rating. I was thinking a 9 out of 10, but... 8.5 then? Yeah. All right. E. I just cannot take this movie seriously at all. I can't take the premise seriously. I can't take basically any of the and characters seriously. Like, that's what I was saying. The thing about it is, like, a lot of horror is ridiculous or down it within its roots, so... I just, like... Just, like... The immediately after learning what it was actually about, I just can't, like, I couldn't take a single thing seriously. The stuff that's supposed to be tense comes off as hilarious to me. I don't even think the, the, I, like, how they do the paranoia thing, I don't even think it's particularly novel. Like, we discussed, it's basically just the snail thing, where there just is a snail that can constantly come towards you. Except this one has more rules, where you actually, it doesn't always constantly come towards you. You you can just leave at any time. <laughs> uh, just like a lot of stuff, I think, just is silly. I mean, some of it probably is just, I don't care for sex. It's just not my jazz. So, like, when you have a movie about fucking STG ghosts, it's fucking like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, that is the... They, you can ask, you can, these guys can back it up. That's my biggest, that's my reaction to most of the things in this movie. Fucking what? Yeah, that's true. He <laughs> says that a lot. Why is the fucking ghost peeing itself? What? Yeah. Actually, why was the ghost peeing itself? Like, not the sex scene, like, when it was just in the kitchen, why did it just pee itself? So I can't confirm this, but it had an outfit incredibly similar to one of the prostitutes we see at the end of the film. Um, so I always took it as a prostitute. Um... That had it had passed along to at one point, and so it's just trying to do whatever it can to shock her. I can't, well, yeah, it like, never does anything like that after. Well, yeah, I, I think it's meant to just be like, what can we do to make this scene more disturbing? And so, like, what they did to make that scene more disturbing is her her eyes are very discolored, her hair is very greasy and slicked back, her teeth are missing, and she's peeing herself while walking towards her. Like, all these are very unsettling things to see coming towards you. <laughs> it's just something that maybe the entity would try to do to get her off guard. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I would probably bust my gut laughing if I saw that, so... You'd bust your gut laughing? I don't know. I did. And that's then, what I did here. <laughs> he'd bust his gut laughing and then die laughing is yeah. what would happen. That's how the ghost got me. <laughs> it would be all these Which naked it... people just to make me laugh because there's just naked people on my roof. What? <laughs> Which is see, apparently secretly genius of it to do that then. Yeah. yeah. But like, you're not going to like this. I give this movie a three. Oh. I know. That hurts my heart. Honestly, I- I even despite that stuff, I really just think this movie's boring otherwise. It's either I can't take it seriously and it's hilarious, or I can't take it seriously and it's boring. That's the only thing I can see about this movie. Oof, I know that hurts. I'm sorry, hurts that's, my soul. That's just what it. Uh, it's two things I don't really care for. I don't really care for horror all that much, and I don't care for sex all that much. Man, all right. I am probably very, very much in the minority on this. I just, I just got to accept that. I guess. Yeah. Sorry. All right. That leaves me. 
I think it's pretty obvious how I feel about this movie. Um, I think that in a lot of ways, horror movies don't have to be jump scares or this frightening image. I think a lot of the best horror in the world is something that can fill you with the sense of dread like this movie does. And not only fill you with that sense of dread, but the best horror movies are the ones that when you're alone at night and you're sleeping in your bed, but you need to go and use the bathroom and you get up, you go use the bathroom and you make it back to your bed. The best horror movies are the ones that make you think, what if there is something in my closet? It is easily one of the best horror movies I've ever seen, honestly. Um, Like I said, it just fills you with that sense of dread and something that your mind keeps hearkening back to even when it doesn't want to in a way that the best horror movies can and do do. So I will have this in my collection for the rest of my days and I will always recommend it to people even though there is a good chance that maybe they'll find it a little silly. Yeah, it's a nine. But I think that is going to do it for us on this episode. Um... If you're listening to us on something and you don't like what you're listening to us on, you can check us on Spotify, Apple iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Podbean. Check us out on whatever is most convenient for you. If you want to shoot us an email, let us know what you thought of this movie or any other movies by chance. Maybe we'll read out your review of a movie on another episode if you tell us about it. Who knows? But you can get a hold of us at the last ones in podcast at gmail.com. Again, that email is the last ones in podcast at gmail.com. You can check us out on our social medias on Twitter, Last Ones In, and on Facebook, The Last Ones In. If you are it, you can follow us. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> I disagree with <though>, things. <laughs> it was punny. So that's gonna do it for the night. I, we will get back to you guys next week. E will not be on the next episode. Uh, for now, at least. Maybe something will change. Yeah, well, actually, uh, Disney is closing its parks down, so yeah. who knows? We aren't, we're not going to Disney. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. Crazy week. Yeah. A crazy e, couple weeks. E may or may not, it's looking like most likely not, no matter what, yeah. will not be on next week's episode. So we're going to do what we can to keep at least three people on for you guys. But Dry's gonna clone himself. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I got the experiment down. I have it down already. I just need the electricity. Have you checked near the pool? There's <laughs> so much electricity there, you're right. Oh my god, I didn't think about that. Will that be enough for the two point one gigawatts? You can't make back to the future references, I haven't seen it. You clearly know the reference! <laughs> yeah, you clearly got that reference though! <laughs> Alright, well we're gonna talk to you guys next week. Have a great week. Thank you for listening. See you later. Bye. Bye. What's going to be worse is like whenever we grab a movie like both me and you have seen, but we're like, oh, Eve definitely hasn't seen this movie. And like, we're like, so who hasn't seen this movie? And he's like, I've seen it. Fuck! And like, Shit! to delete everything that we just did and like go grab a different movie really quick that we've done no research on before doing this podcast. Is that a thing? Is there like audiobooks but just describing a movie? Podcasts? Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm on one. I didn't yeah, realize. There yeah. You go. <laughs> I think that's exactly how I I don't think work. they have to be handsome. Name an ugly actor.
This you, you can't your, pull that on me. I can't. With your face blindness, tell us about an ugly actor. I don't know. They all just look like blurs. They're all, yeah. They're all like vaguely too far away. I can't see any of them. I don't, unless I don't unless you're playing like a, a cocaine game, wherever you just like have a white table with tissues on top of it, and you put like just a dab of cocaine on and one you of like them, put and under three tissues, and you like switch them around and around, and then you have to find have the, the other cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> find the cocaine. <laughs> Except it's only one person playing. <laughs> one person in his house alone. Find the cocaine. I found you. I'm so lonely. <laughs>